1: This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi Ah! on your radio and in the game right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Ah! Friday afternoon, Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. Welcome to the show. Thanks for being with us. Richard Cross, Michael Borke, Brian Haydad, wherever you're listening, however you're listening, good to have you along for the ride. We'd love for you to be a part of the conversation on the CSPIRE text line, 601-879-4395. Time to unlimited your data with $45 unlimited only from prepaid by cspire Get unlimited on C Spire's nationwide 5G network for just $45 with auto pay. No credit checks, no hidden fees. Learn more. That's well, easpire.com slash prepaid. We are coming to you live from the Pearl River Resort Studios. What a great spot that would be this weekend. Pearl River Resort, home of the golden moon. Maybe a little dinner at Philip M's tonight. Get that fantastic steak. Some golf in the morning. Ease into the sports book. Get your wagers in. What a day that would be. Check out all that they have going on at PearlRiverResort.com The NFL season began last night and it did not begin with a whimper my goodness what a football game. We talked about it yesterday afternoon guys. Best case scenario for the NFL back and forth. High scoring a lot of touchdowns plenty of drama. Check 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 and check How good was that? And the Cowboys cowboyed it up anyway
3: you got everything you wanted out of an NFL game. You got great plays from great players, back and forth action, and a terrible call that 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 put everything into perspective for you. It's like they're in midseason form.
2: The uh, the
3: offensive a pass no interference no call. I guess I should say no call. Drive. Yeah.
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay with the no call there. I was too, but it's
3: definitely offensive pass.
4: <laughs> there, there's some flopping involved. And he was trying to hook him, also. And there was some hand fighting. We talk all the time about how we don't want officials to insert themselves in the game, right? I'm okay if they err on the side of not doing that.
5: I guess.
2: I mean, I guess. But I'm w- not, not going I mean, to argue against somebody to say... Do you feel the
4: same way if it's the Saints? If it's something that close, yeah. Well, no. If it's no. taking a guy's I mean, head funny. off as the ball coming in without trying to make a play on the ball, sure. I mean, I'm not going to argue against the people that think it should have been called. Because if they had dropped the flag, you have no argument against that, you know? Like, if they would have thrown the flag there, there's no argument to say that's not OPI. But I'm okay that it wasn't called. They were hand-fighting. There was some flopping in there. The players got to decide the outcome. If Dallas doesn't get so uber-conservative on their last possession... Or if they have a kicker that's competent, they win the game anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, no, I agree. With Seven all points of those left things. on the board.
2: I, I do agree with all and of those things. In a minute But a back shoulder throw, where a receiver is allowed to put his arm basically in the neck or right across the top of the chest of a defender, and push off with his forearm and then extend to come out of his break. To catch a back shoulder fade, it makes it like there's no, there is no defense for that. Like, not flag or no flag. Like, it is physically impossible for a defender to cover a well thrown back shoulder fade if a wide receiver is allowed to push off. It can't be done. Like, like there is no coverage for that. But I don't that think that's said. the overriding moment. I, but but I don't think I mean unless you're uh, unless you're a Cowboys fan, and I know there are many of them out there, being that they are America's team and whatnot, France's um, team, second place again. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Borquet. I, I uh, unless you're a Cowboys fan and you woke up this morning and that's the first thing you thought about, then you didn't look at that and go. Well, we got screwed out of a good game on opening night because the officials, no, you just go, man, what a game last night. Dak Prescott, back from injury, goes for over 400. Tom Brady throws four touchdown passes. Yep, goat still got it. He's 44 years old and can play like that. Who knows how long? Maybe he will play until he's 50. Defenses weren't great. Pack Stadium looked good on TV. Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth, whole deal. It was really, really good all the way around.
4: Yeah, it's just... it. In terms of actual football, not everything else around it, but just football, that's why I try to tell people here it's a superior product. It is the superior product, and the television numbers weigh that out. 8 million 20. more people watched the game last night than the <laughs> College Football National Championship. It's a superior product, and that's okay. It doesn't have all the bells and whistles that college football does but in terms of quality of play there is nothing that college football can do that will match what we saw last night in terms of quality of play of the game itself atmosphere pageantry chaos college football sure sharpness nfl all day every day yeah and of course you know this is different for us it's here same in Mississippi, game different
3: sports you know, for us here in Mississippi, the real story is Dak is back, and that guy. I, I, we we, we debate back. we debated the past summer like where would you rank him? And I, he may be top five. I mean, Rodgers, Mahomes, Wilson, and uh, Brady. Josh that's Allen. your top ahead of Dak. I don't know. And What's
4: crazy is uh, watching him last night. I don't think he's a hundred percent.
3: If that's the case, I mean, that's good news for Dallas. I, I
4: mean seriously, I don't he think he's 100% him. and he was as accurate as he's you ever think been. That? I I didn't have that couple, impression a, at a all. A handful of underthrows on deep balls took a little while to get there in a couple of instances um and, and then not willing to run just yet. There there was very yeah, that, clearly was a couple sure. of times last night where he could have taken space given to him and run for a first down instead chose not to do that. There's, there's a little hang-up, and it's just splitting hairs. I mean, he was fantastic, but there were a couple of times where he threw the ball and you thought, maybe that arm's not 100%,
3: but it doesn't matter when he's as accurate as he was last the night. Play, the play that impressed me the most was an interception. When he threw the interception, I thought, gosh, that's a bad throw. through in the middle of three different guys. And Go back and watch the replay. they
2: showed the replay. It hit him
3: right in the hands. I was like, oh, my Lord, that ball was put perfectly right where he could catch it, and he just dropped the ball. Yeah, that, Chris. That, that was goes, as good a throw. I ever think seen. that
2: was a pretty good throw. And then they showed. And he goes, "That's a hard catch. Not a really hard <laughs> catch, but a hard catch. He's got to make that catch. What a yeah. throw by Dak! It was. It yeah. was really good." Um, Andy says, "You've obviously never watched the good teams like Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State playing, and that's in in reference to Borky's comment about." The NFL being a higher level of skill, a higher level of precision, a higher end product than college football. Andy, I'm I'm sorry, man. You you couldn't be more wrong. Look, I prefer college football to the NFL
4: by a pretty significant margin. There's nothing wrong with that. I I hope that's not how I prefer prefer college
2: football. It's just my preference. But there is no debate Like none whatsoever about the skill level and the precision with which the game is played and the overall quality of the product between the NFL and college. That's what I said a second ago. Same game, different sports. Or same sport, different. Maybe that's actually, it's the same sport. It's still football. But they are completely different games.
4: Yeah, and I, I was talking to a friend about this last night while we were watching the game, and, and I, I said, you know, college football has more chaos. At College football weekends are more fun than NFL Sundays if you're looking for things like App State, Michigan. There is not an underdog on Sunday that would win and surprise anyone. Because there's everybody's mostly evenly matched. Right. I, I mean there's going to be upsets this weekend in college
3: football we're going to be like oh my god I did not yeah. see that coming at the all the, the Jaguars can beat the chiefs yes they can but you'll but you'll never it's impossible yeah, literally that'd be a, impossible that'd be a surprise outcome though it, it would, would be a surprise it'd be a surprise but it could happen but you'll never see the worst team in college football beat the best team all right there's no you know bottom of the of the sun Belt team beating Alabama never Yeah. That's all. It's a, it's a preference thing, and that's
4: what we were talking about. My buddies like you, Richard, just loves college football. And he just loves it. it. There's just more chaos, more disorganization. It's, And then you've got all the jump arounds and stuff like that to go with it that makes it more... Yeah, yeah pageantry. I whatever mean, the you pageantry
2: that you have in Fayetteville, Arkansas, this afternoon, tonight, all yeah. day long, tomorrow, leading into the start of Arkansas and Texas. That's what I love. You're not getting about that in Kansas football. City this weekend. No, yeah. I, I I love that it took me 25 minutes to get from the square, off the square, onto Highway 6, into the studio today, because there's just so many people. For for Ole Miss and Austin P, it's a build-up. It's a but, but the products, it's good. And the idea that it's not entertaining it was pretty dang entertaining last night.
6: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving your glass needs, they're in Ridgeland and Brandon. Just call 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. We're looking good so far this afternoon. No wrecks or breakdowns. No major problems for the drive home. As always, please buckle up and drive safe. This traffic brought to you by River Trust Federal Credit Union, the best place to get you going on your path to financial well-being. Stop by, call, or visit them online to learn about their
7: great loan rates, free checking, and much more at River Trust Federal Credit Union. No-Drip Roofing and Construction, online at nodripms.com. Whatever Mother Nature dishes out, No-Drip Roofing and Construction can take care of it. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051.
8: If your vehicle is ever damaged in a collision, please listen carefully.
1: Where Mississippi comes to talk. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Uh Sports Talk Mississippi. Sports. 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 On your radio and in the game. Super Talk Mississippi.
2: A moment last night in Columbia. Tim sends us a message says the premier new stadium in Mississippi had its ribbon cutting last night. Walter Payton statue is in its rightful focal point place. Newest turf on the market, new eight lane track, new home and visitor staff, uh, uh, grandstands, under bleacher concession stands, Columbia opening with pedal. That's really cool. They had a video board to, uh, on the scoreboard. Walter Payton statue looks great. That's really, really cool. I bet it's still got that new car smell to it. Also, walk in here, like this smells new. Thanks for being with us this afternoon. We'll bounce back and forth between the NFL and college football a little bit, but uh, let's let's look at the slate of games this weekend for college football. There are not five top 25 matchups. We've got a few good ones. Here's we'll, we'll go top 25 first in SEC. Tonight, Kansas is at Coastal Carolina. Coastal's a 26-and-a-half point favorite. <laughs> Couple of 1-0 and o teams. Why are you laughing?
3: Andy Staples has to eat one of those ghost pepper chips if they don't cover that spread, Coastal Carolina. Oh, really? Yeah. On today's show, he had he had to do the Will Levis and eat the banana with the peel on. He said it was actually good. That's kind of disappointing.
2: Didn't he have to uh, like eat three big ladles full of mayonnaise recently? He had eat a big
3: spoonful of mayonnaise last
2: year. He keeps losing these bets. Yeah. Oregon and Ohio State, eleven o'clock tomorrow morning from C Bus. Big nude. Alabama State's at Auburn, Florida's at South Florida, Middle Tennessee at Virginia Tech, Toledo at Notre Dame, UAB at Georgia.
4: Possibly Bulldogs without JT Daniels. I'm not saying they're going to get beat, but what is it, a four-touchdown line? Not quite that, 23-and-a-half.
3: I haven't seen this. What's wrong with JT Daniels? Got a little banged up in the Clemson game. Oh. Yeah. So is Stetson what, Bennett the fourth still there?
4: No, Country Club is not gonna be starting. It's uh I forgot his name. Let me pull it up real Some quick. Other kid Carson that five Beck besides his name. Carson Beck will may start. They're not sure yet. It's like a questionable thing. But uh mm-hmm. if Daniels is uh unable to go, Carson Beck will be the starter at Georgia.
2: Number five, Texas A M and Colorado are hooking up in Denver. A&M's a a 17 point favorite. Murray State at Cincinnati. Ball State is at Penn State. I heard Rick Neuheisel say earlier this week, that's, that's one that could be closer than people want to give it credit for. Penn State a 22-point favorite. The CyHawk game, Iowa and Iowa State. Iowa State a 4.5-point favorite at home. Iowa State coming in ranked 9th. Iowa ranked 10th.
3: Uh, go back in time and tell somebody that beating Indiana was enough to get you in the top 10. Hmm. That's just that they
2: beat Indiana. Isn't it
3: the way they, oh, they beat Indiana? They beat them badly, yeah. Ooh.
2: Uh, South Carolina State at Clemson, Western Carolina at Oklahoma. Big one in Fayetteville, number 15 Texas against the Arkansas Razorbacks. Texas is a touchdown favorite, seven point favorite. Total in that game, 56-and-a-half. How long is that a game?
3: Into the third quarter. Okay. And I think Texas starts to pull away a little bit there.
4: It's over at halftime.
3: Ooh. Oh. Oh. Arkansas is
4: going to be that dominant? You will f- <laughs> <laughs> you oh, You're will, going the other way. You will feel comfortable putting on something else at halftime.
3: What, like a, like a bathrobe?
4: Oh, possibly, if you're into that kind of thing.
3: Hey, Dad, you a big bathrobe guy? I am not. Terry Cloth or Silk? No, if I had one, I would go Silk,
2: but, you know. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh. I, I thought Terry Cloth would be the answer. Think so about this, hey, Dad, Richard is picturing
4: you the, in a bathrobe towel right on my now. head? Some house
2: shoes? Yeah. <laughs> Slippers. Slippers, yeah, as they were. Some, yeah, some slippers. So you just want a smoking jacket to go with your slippers? Oh, if we can go the the Hugh Hefner look, yeah, for sure. Eastern Michigan at Wisconsin, Appalachian State at Miami. Miami is only a nine point favorite in this game. They a
3: little vulnerable here. They got beat up last week.
2: They did get beat up at last week. If uh, if they
4: lose here, do we look at Alabama differently? Ever well, so differently? No, I, No I don't. Because you know, they, they pounded them. Yeah, well, they only won the second half by one point. So.
3: Well, I'm, 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 I don't want to drink the rat poison. I'm just saying I think they're they're still pretty good. Yeah.
2: Mike and Hoxer says that's a lot of silk. <laughs>
3: yeah. Could really improve the. Uh, The economy of 16th century Japan.
2: (laughs) Austin P and Ole Miss tomorrow night at 6.30 in Oxford. Georgia State is at number 24, North Carolina. Tar Heels are a 26-point favorite. Georgia State just got beat to death. Oh, tomorrow night. I'm sorry, I just grumbled. I'm sorry, I just growled and grumbled. I didn't realize it was tomorrow night. 9.15 on the mothership. It's the holy war. Yes,
3: one of our favorite Utah
2: games and BYU show. in Provo. Red jerseys for Utah. Royal blue jerseys for BYU. Let's do it, guys. We get good late night football tomorrow night. Utah that's BYU great. kicks that's, at nine fifteen. That's about when I'll be home. Stanford and Southern Cal kicks at nine thirty on Fox. UNLV at Arizona State kicks at nine thirty on ESPN two.
3: I saw a stat last week that Stanford snapped the ball once every thirty seven seconds. They trailed the entire game. That that is not a. Um, it's not a fast pace. Oh, Ole Miss can get off three plays in thirty seven seconds. That's insane. David Shaw, everybody. Coming did to an a, offensive line job near you.
2: Did I tell you uh, what Scotty Walden told us earlier this week? Did I say that yeah. on the Yeah, show yeah about,
3: about running gassers if they're not done in 12 seconds, right?
2: Yeah, they they, have, they put a stopwatch on when they're running plays in practice. They have someone with a stopwatch. And if but from, from the end of one play to the start of the next play, until the ball is snapped for the next play, they go over 12 seconds... They blow the whistle, and everybody on offense does up-downs.
4: I, for one, am very excited to have to watch on my iPad or laptop or something away from the TVs of the games that matter, a FBS versus FCS game where the FCS team is trying their hardest to make the game last as long as possible. That'll be great. oh Miss will still... What time do they start? 6.30? 6:30. Yeah, they'll play until after 10 and it'll be great. It'll be 45 to 3 or whatever and they'll still be hustling up to the line and making that game take forever. I can't wait.
2: I wonder if because of the speed at which both of these teams play if Austin P has to punt a lot, like if they're not moving the ball, but they're snapping it quickly. It's tomorrow one of those days where the score could look like bad bad when it's all said and done. Or like the first number might be a 7 or they agree to a running clock and
4: Lane Giffen would agree into that. Into
3: Nobody's but, agreeing to running clocks. Uh,
4: man, if if the score is like that and they're not running the clock in the second half,
3: what are we doing? Nobody's going to do that. I mean yeah,
2: it's not. It's not Tuesday night baseball where you agree to a yeah this, a, a mercy rule. After this isn't. Seven. This isn't seventh grade. You know, JV here. We're
3: just trying to you know get them some reps. They're, they're gonna they're gonna play the game. Right.
2: Plus, there are commercial breaks. You have got to get in.
9: Yeah,
3: you can still get those commercial breaks
4: in, but also nobody's watching. So it's not like those commercials hey. have
3: value. That's not. That's not nice. I mean. Look, commentate on those I
2: things. feel fairly confident that my mom is going to watch all the way through. I mean, I'll have it up on a screen. Is. I don't know if anybody else is. There will be four figures
3: of for people, people watching it. I'll have a tab open. There you go. Beautiful. Beautiful. I'll check in on you from the MSU press box.
2: Sports Talk Mississippi with you streaming at supertalk.fm. We've touched on the NFL. We have touched on college. It's time to touch on high school football. Will East will join us on the other side of this timeout to talk a little bit about the slate of games of high school football in the Magnolia State coming up tonight, week three. High school football in Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi with you streaming at supertalk.fm. We will be right back.
7: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Your finally Friday has sunny skies, high near 87. Tonight, clear skies, low around 62. Your Saturday, sunny skies, high near 89. Sunny conditions for your Sunday, high near 91. And for your Monday, 20% chance of showers, mostly sunny, high near 90 degrees. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. It's that time of deer again, the time to save some bucks at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton, since 1871. All deer products, 10% off during our Customer Appreciation Week, Monday, September the 6th through Saturday, September the 11th. 50 pounds of corn, seven forty nine. 50 pounds of 131313, 13, 13, 12 dollars 50 pounds of rice Brand, seven ninety nine, and a 350-pound boss Butt feeder for only $249.99. It's that time of deer again, Customer Appreciation Week at Gattis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton, since 1871
10: and is sacking the competition with an all-out savings blitz you'll feel like you just scored a touchdown with the savings we're offering on every new and pre-owned monster in stock. Get 0% financing for 36 months on all new monsters. That's 0% on every new monster in stock. Plus, get your first year of oil changes on us with every new monster purchase. There will be no false starts when it comes to your credit approval. Our team of credit specialists are here to get you approved. No matter your past credit history, 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Have a trade-in, bring it in, and we'll give you top dollar for it, even if you don't buy a vehicle from Bus, and buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty. So come in today, because we're blitzing the competition and saving you big at Monster of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our own new state of art facility is located at 5397 i Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Mazdaofjackson.com. With your also I'll see you for details.
12: Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental. We at Capital Dental want you to be confident in a bright and healthy smile that you can be proud of. We provide teeth whitening to brighten your smile. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson
6: on
7: Lakeland Drive. The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at Fourth and Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283.
12: I'm Stephen Gagliano. You're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Today represents the climatological peak of the Atlantic hurricane season.
11: There's no time of year more likely for a tropical system to be spinning in the Atlantic than September 10th, according to AccuWeather. There are more Category 5 hurricanes in September than any other month. 21 have been recorded so far. August comes in second with seven Category 5 storms.
12: The 2021 hurricane season runs through November 30th. Speaking of hurricanes, a waiver has been approved to allow SNAP recipients in Mississippi additional time to apply for replacement benefits due to Hurricane Ida. SNAP households in 38 counties who suffered food loss as a result of the storm now have until September 20th to request replacement benefits. For the complete list of eligible counties, and for all things Mississippi, find us online at supertalk.fm. Steven Gagliano, Supertalk Mississippi News.
1: Sports Talk Mississippi, to the junction, in the grove, and to the top. Sports Talk Mississippi, on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: talk mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm thank you for being with us richard cross michael Borkey, brian haydad and now joining us in the studio all guests appear via the farm bureau phone line even though will's in the studio that's how he's coming to us as well farm bureau phone line check out favorites.com and go with the home team mississippi farm bureau we are back it is week three it is time for another week weekend on the high school gridiron william
0: Oh man, it is getting down to it. It is like it is like each week you have these massive games and then you start I'm I'm like a kid on Christmas. I start looking at the next week. I'm already looking at next week's games. Uh Oak Grove just all of a sudden decided they were they had a bye week instead of doing a bye week they're gonna play Greenville Christian the team that everybody Ooh. is talking about Ooh. that just came I don't know when they I don't know if they did it yesterday but I just got word of it today that they're gonna play next week so I'm already looking ahead not to tonight's games but the, the next week's games so I'm very excited about that all right we do
2: have plenty of games to look at tonight let's start by reminding you that the scoreboard show the scoreboard preview show will follow us immediately. That will be at six o'clock right here on Super Talk Mississippi. You've got high school football all across the Super Talk stations, and many, many, many more games streaming online at supertalk.fm. And then, of course, we'll, by the way, pull in double duty tonight: the uh, high school football scoreboard show presented by Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance Companies, ten until eleven thirty, wrapping up all that happens. Let's start with the About preview time show. he did some work.
0: <laughs> Times you get out of bed this morning. Uh, I don't know, about 8 o'clock, and uh, it seems like I just woke up, uh, and then I'll go to bed probably about midnight tonight. I'll get home probably about midnight, because the show ends at about 11.30. Um, him oh, with the violins. Uh, yeah, I know, but it's so much fun. It's like, this is the part of the season where you still aren't quite sure what teams are, and I'm sure the coaches are the same way. They're still not quite sure what their teams are capable of, so... If you're going to have upsets and stuff, this week and maybe next week are the weeks where you'll see a lot of upsets. Um, and you still have some teams out there. You're not quite sure whether they're going, to be, they're going to be good or not. They certainly have the capability. One team in particular I'm thinking about is Germantown. If you haven't heard about Germantown, and a lot of you probably have it because they're a newer school. They've only been a school since, I believe, 2011. But they're a school that's producing a lot of... College football talent. They have mm-hmm. two particular players, Brandon Robinson, who is considered th- to be the best running back in the entire nation right now, as far as high school players are concerned. He is on Germantown's team. And then they've also on defense, they've got uh Xavier Harris, I believe his name is, the six foot eight, three hundred and thirty pound defensive tackle, who I believe is committed to Ole Miss. Um and you know what they've had? They had those players last year as juniors, and then they had John Lewis, who's now at Mississippi State, but they didn't translate into wins. I think they went 0 and 5 in the region last year. Can they trans? You know, take those great players and translate those into wins? Tonight they're going to play Warren Central, a team that most people are very familiar with is Giant Killers. Warren Central is that team, you know, in most levels of football you have a team that you don't want to ever play. They might not win every game, but they usually give you their best. That's Warren Central. Warren Central is upset, usually has an upset a year, basically. Uh, I don't know if I would call this an upset if Warren Central was to win tonight, but Germantown certainly has the talent, but they got to go over to the River City and play Warren Central. Uh, Hey, Dad, you're very familiar with Warren Central. It seems like every year... There's some team that goes over there looking really good, and they come out a loser.
3: Yeah, it's it's sort of been that thing. You know, when I was down there, when I was in high school, Warren Central was the giant. Now they're sort of the giant killers. Yeah, you're right, Will. They find a way every year to to beat somebody they shouldn't.
0: Yeah. So. Let's do
2: this by classification. All right right. We, we, we've done it this way before. We'll, let, let's look at one or two games. We'll start at 6A and work our way down to 1A as you go through your kind of list of games that uh, are worth highlighting tonight that uh, have got a great storyline
0: or just are uh, an interesting matchup. I think Starville at Olive Branch tonight. That's an right. interesting one because Startville is one of those teams that we're not quite sure of. We saw them play in week 1. They did not play last week against West Point cuz West Point was going through COVID stuff. So that's one that we're not quite sure of. They were a little even though they won the game 28 to 0 over Columbus, they were a little shaky. They had 150 something yards and penalties in that game. So Starville's one that usually is a, you know, they're a powerhouse program, but this year we're not quite sure of. Olive Branch kind of the same thing. Thing uh, They're in that region one of 6A that is so strange this year. It's all the DeSoto County teams and South Panola, which means that Oxford and Tupelo, the two teams that have won that division four out of the past five seasons, they're no longer there. So that, that region is open for the taking this year. Olive Branch may be the team to... At least challenge for that. I don't know how good South Panola is yet because we haven't seen them play. We'll see them play tonight against Cordova of Tennessee. But uh, Olive Branch might be one of those teams that uh, that could come away a, a regional title uh, winner. Yeah.
2: Um, Oxford, you missed. They were uh, they were scheduled to play John Curtis, which is powerhouse at Louisiana in Shreveport, and because of Ida. Uh, John Curtis couldn't go, and so it got rescheduled against Ruston, and they'll play tomorrow afternoon. Yep. And that is at the old um, the Liberty, uh, not uh, not Liberty Bowl, Independence Bowl Stadium. Oh, cool! In uh, in Shreveport, part of multiple games that are uh, are happening
0: there. All right, so that's a couple of in six A. I would say, well, you have a couple of 6A versus 5A games. One that's very interesting on the coast is Picayune at Gulfport. Picayune, perennial 5A power, they have... You know, been there along with West Jones the past couple of years. They haven't been able to get over the hump of of West Point. Seems like they played West Point a couple seasons in a row there in the state championship game. But they're always a very good team. They have beaten Poplarville already this year. They beat Jeff Davis County, a very good team, last week. Tonight they'll take on Gulfport. Gulfport's one-and-one. They beat Pearl by one point to open the season, and then they went on the road to Florida last week and lost in overtime. But Gulfport's a good team, and this game is usually pretty close, Gulfport and Picayune. So that's one, a 5A versus 6A matchup to look forward to. Uh, another 5A versus 6A matchup to look forward to, and this is really more because I want to see the team. It's one that I've already mentioned that's Oak Grove. I really want to see, we saw them against Seminary last week, but that's a 3A school. They're going to be playing Hattiesburg tonight, which is a 5A school. Of course, those schools are are, its almost a rivalry, the Battle of the Burg. So I'm interested to see how Oak Grove does against them. Hattiesburg, even though uh, they have struggled the past couple of weeks, Hattiesburg is playing nothing but 6A schools in their non-regional schedule, and so you kind of have to take that with a grain of salt. But I'm interested to see how Oak Grove does tonight. And then, of course, like I said, Oak Grove will play Greenville Christian. That will be your game of the week next week. Everybody's looking forward to that. So Oak Grove, the number one team in the state right now, and they haven't lost a regular season game since twenty nineteen, I believe, and most of those have been blowouts. I'm just waiting for one team to catch Oak Grove when they're not looking, and so far that hadn't happened. That is a very Drew Causey has done an amazing job with the Warriors over there.
2: So, you mentioned, or you have a couple of times mentioned Greenville Christian. So, they opened the year back in mid August against MRA mm-hmm. and scored 64, beat them 64 32. Yep. And then they beat Jackson Prep 48 13. And then they beat Jay Z George 58 nothing. They dropped their first game last week. So, non district game, neutral site game, played Collins Hill out of Suwanee, Georgia, and dropped their first one 37 22. You've got the game against Hillcrest Christian tonight, and then, as you mentioned, they've added Oak Grove. It, that, that's really fascinating, the, uh, the matchup against Oak Grove and, next week.
0: Yeah, the, it is because that team that they lost to last week, Greenville Christian did, um, Collins Hill or whatever it is, that's the yeah. number 7 team in the nation. Right. So you've got a team that has, uh, to kind of put it in perspective, uh, Collins Hill has more... Uh, players on their team, then Greenville Christian has male students. Uh, that's kind of the level that you're dealing with. And Greenville Christian tonight, well, this will be their first home game, I believe. It'll be the Saints' first home game. So it's just an incredible story. And then they're going to be, we're going to be seeing them play Oak Grove next week, who has been in the 6A state title game the past three years. They won it last year. It's an incredible story, and they keep. Even though they didn't win the game last week, they're dang good. I mean the fact that they beat they put up sixty something points on MRA, they gave Jackson Prep the worst home loss that Jackson Prep has ever experienced. Jackson Prep has more state championship games than Greenville Christian has winning seasons. Okay? That's the that's kind of the level you're dealing with. It's that's why everybody is talking about it because it's so unexpected. I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Who right. do you think the best team in the state of Mississippi is? Oh, Grove. Okay. And and you, you're, like you're not me that now because of, <laughs> not a moment's worth of hesitation. Not right now. I mean they're hey. they're just dominating.
3: Real quick, Will, who's the best team in college baseball?
2: Well. The season's not happening right now, Will. Nobody's playing, so it
3: can't be anybody. So it know? must be last year's best <laughs> team. That was Mississippi State. They won the national title
2: then
8: all. Cut his Boy. mic off, please.
2: I was going to say, Borky has the power to end this, and yet he just doesn't. And he's like, why does my mic keep cutting out?
3: I even came in on the fight song. Here we go.
2: Thanks, Will. Yes, sir. Six o'clock, the scoreboard preview show, and then the Farm Bureau Insurance Company's high school scoreboard show. It started at 10, goes until 1130. We'll wrap up the entire night of college fo- high school football in the state of Mississippi. We'll be right back.
6: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving your glass needs in Ridgeland on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive. Crossgates call 601-605-4443. So far looking at some uh, delays southbound on 49 from Old 49 down to Harper, from Airport down to River Oaks. Elsewhere, things looking pretty good so far. This update brought to you by River Trust Federal Credit Union, the best place to finance your auto, home, boat, and more. Also take advantage of their free checking and mobile deposit capture at River Trust Federal Credit Union.
16: Visit twomininatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate.
17: This is Brent Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family-owned and operated. Located in Glutstadt, just south of Germantown High. Calloway has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful calloways has just received a large shipment of ceramic pots all sizes all colors all 40 percent off no exclusions our farmers market is full of fresh fruits vegetables local honey jellies and jams and the best tomatoes in town calloways has farm fresh produce seven days a week calloways has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture and the largest selection in the south period we offer bulk soils for the do it yourself project. Callaway's offers landscaping. Designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape from a small job to total transformations. Just give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Visit Callaway's in Gladstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown Island.
11: Callaway's is. Callaway's is.
7: Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com.
13: What's my core value? Equity. Compassion. Compassion.
14: Determination.
13: At AmeriCorps, my commitment to equity gives every student a strong start. My compassion brings food and friendship to neighbors in need.
14: My determination protects parks in my community. Every day, AmeriCorps members and volunteers live their values to make communities stronger. What's at your core? Learn more at AmeriCorps.gov.
15: Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 09. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
1: This is a place for crazy people. If it's sports in Mississippi, you'll hear about it here. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Well, it should be a fun night of high school football in the Magnolia State. Thanks to Will East for joining us to give us the rundown on games that are coming up. Richard Cross, Brian Haydad, and Michael Morquette, thank you for being with us. You want to be a part of the conversation, you can hit us up on the C Spire text line at 601-879-4395. You can get 601-879-4395. It's like, 601-879-4395. like I'm a prophet, by the <laughs> <way>. <laughs> he just Saw that,
4: that
2: like coming a from a mile away.
3: He just, he just Do what? does a jab.
4: I saw last night's outcome
3: coming from a mile away. Well, I mean, picking Brady to win is not exactly uh,
4: Cowboys are going to put up know. points and yards like crazy and lose football games. It's what they're going to do.
3: So is that Hold like from second. Maryland with Did crap? Did you not cakes come and football?
4: away from that game really impressed with the Cowboys? Yeah, but how long are we going to do moral victories? It's the NFL. Did you win or lose? I'm not trying to give them a moral victory. Tampa, Tampa gave you four Tampa gave you four turnovers. Gifted. one of them you earned. The other three were gifted to you. And you still couldn't win. And it has nothing to do with the quarterback, by the way, or the offense. Wait, which one are you saying they earned? The the punch out fumble. I mean okay. that, that's just a good I was just defensive play. Just to make sure play. that was it, yeah. yeah. That it was a really good play. <laughs> that's just good play. I, I'm really worried about the Cowboys' defense still, though. I, I think that they're going to they're going to compete against everybody, and they're the best team in their division. You got to see everybody else, but I think it's pretty safe to say. ooh. ooh. Washington will have a good Are claim, they? but who's better? Well, that was my question. Is it Washington? I, I just don't know if Washington has the offensive firepower that they will. Although Gallup's hurt now for the next few weeks, so that's not good. Um, and Lael Collins will miss five games now as well yeah. with his suspension. But um, you think they'll at least have a more explosive offense anyway. I mean, I love Fitzmagic, but Dak greater than Fitzmagic. I love Washington's wide receivers, but Dallas is greater than Washington's. And running back's kind of a wash. I mean, don't forget about the New York football Giants. Yeah, we'll see. No, I, I did come away impressed, honestly, with Dallas. I, I do think that they, they should be a, a firm playoff team. It just cracks me up that uh, Coward was talking about it this morning. He's so ready. He's like, wait, what are we doing here? We're doing moral victories, not only in the NFL, but we're doing moral victories with the Dallas Cowboys? Like, what happened to these people? And he's right. What happened? You're happy right. about a loss? What's wrong with
2: you guys? But I'm not a fan of the Cowboys. I'm just kind right. of looking I'm at it from the standpoint
4: Cowboys of... Cowboys fans.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. All. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm just looking at it like, that's two pretty good football teams. Great football. And Dak teams. Prescott was really, really good, and Amari Cooper is really good, and Ceedee Lamb is going to be a star. Holy cow! He's going to be a star. Got to catch the ball more though. I mean, he had a hundred yards. Yeah, right. he got to stop dropping it. Seven I mean, catches so on fifteen targets after the catch. Yeah.
3: You gotta catch it before you can run. <laughs> Holy cow. I think I think that will come. That will come with time.
4: We haven't talked yet about Will it? I hope think
2: so. so. Do you just develop better hands all of a sudden? Well I mean, at get, that point, he, can you either catch or not? Well, I mean, obviously
3: he can catch because he got drafted. I mean, I, he can catch. So okay. it's just it's something something he'll he'll get better. He'll get better. All
2: right.
4: We have yet to talk about the two-minute drill. Everybody and their brother knew when the Cowboys kicked a field goal with a minute 30 left what was about to happen. Everybody knew that Brady's going to take them down the field and they're going to kick a game-winning field goal. Aside from the fact that a 44-year-old is still in the NFL, how calm everybody on the field is during a two-minute drill in the NFL is remarkable. And then I've never seen three purposeful, incomplete passes in a row... In a game, not throwaways where nobody was open. Literally take the snap and throw it in the stands. Take the snap, throw it in the stands, take the snap, throw it in the stands,
2: kick a field goal. I've never seen By that By the way, before. the Big Ten officiating crew from uh, from Monday night would have called all three of those intentional grounding. Yeah. <laughs> all three. That was a call that didn't get talked about on Monday night. Yeah. A little miscommunication throwaway, and they called grounding on it. Very stupid. Whatever. Yeah, Uh we don't have enough time. When we come back, I want to do this. I want to talk about two-minute drills and the difference between the NFL and college because there is a glaring, glaring difference between what a team looks like in college football where it should be easier to run a two-minute drill because of the clock rules and the NFL, where it is decidedly more difficult to run a two-minute drill, and yet it's like a symphony. Why is it? Why is clock management so bad in college? Why is it so good in NFL? Let's talk about that next.
4: Especially when you consider
2: first downs, don't stop the clock in the NFL. They're at a disadvantage when it comes to two minutes, and they're better. That's what I was talking about, the difference in the clock rules. I mean, it's it's crazy. Bruce will join us at 4.37. We'll talk with Luke Johnson at the end of the 4 o'clock hour. Ben Mintz from Barstool Sports will join us at 5 to give us some of his picks. Going into the weekend, we're going to make some picks. We're going to talk about Ole Miss and Austin Peay. We'll talk a little bit more about Mississippi State and NC State, plus the rest of what's happening in the SEC. A lot still to get to in the next two hours with you. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm.
1: WFMN, 4 Jackson, Supertalk, Mississippi. Powered by your street professionals at Barone Street Pros. Online at At BaroneStreetPros.com.
19: News, I'm Evan Brown. The White House says private businesses will be made to comply with their orders that employees be vaccinated against coronavirus, saying a number of large companies have already done it. United
13: Airlines, Tyson
19: Foods, Southwest,
13: Houston Methodist, uh, the huge hospital system was one of the biggest ones that did this early.
19: White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. Meanwhile, GOP governors promise a legal battle. Florida's Ron DeSantis. We have a responsibility to stand up for the Constitution and to fight back, and we are doing that in the state of Florida. The U.S. is halting flights for Afghan evacuees to the United States now that four of them have tested positive for measles. At least one of those persons is at Fort McCoy in Wisconsin. Wholesale inflation in August was up more than 8% over last year. Wall Street isn't having a great day. The Dow has been off 270 points. America is listening to Fox
20: Don't let joint pain or a sports injury keep you down. Capital Ortho is ready with a new look, a new name, and the same great care to get you back in the game. 601-987-8200 for all your bone and joint needs. Choose Capital Ortho and get back to living your best life. Hottie toddy.
7: The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at Fourth and Gold Sports Cafe, the Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283.
12: I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Supertalk Mississippi News charges against the man accused of shooting his wife twice at their St. Martin home Thursday morning are being upgraded. Vinay Moore will now be charged with attempted murder in connection with a seven-hour standoff that thankfully ended peacefully. Deputies exchanged gunfire with Vinay as they arrived at the scene and were able to get his wounded wife and two children out of the house. And while lawmakers are examining the possibility of eliminating the state's income tax, Senator John Horn says they can't lose sight of the big picture. end of the day,
10: what Mississippi is uh, looking for and what the legislature should be looking at is how do we grow the economy. Are we going to, to uh, stop the brain drain? Are we going to create jobs that are attractive to young people who graduate college or finish whatever training
12: they're going to get from the state in Mississippi? Horn doesn't believe that the current proposal accomplishes that goal as is. Stephen Gagliano, Talk Mississippi News.
11: customers a whole home energy upgrade the propane energy pod builder incentive program what's the propane energy pod it's a total home energy upgrade that combines high efficiency propane gas appliances to meet a home's major energy needs and delivers superior comfort and efficiency compared with all electric homes not only is it good for homeowners it's good for builders too all propane homes on average are valued up to five percent higher than all electric homes energy for everyone propane visit mspropane.com.
12: The morning of 9-11, then-Congressman Roger Wicker was attending a meeting at the Pentagon. At about four minutes after 9, as I was leaving, I passed a guard
15: on the way out of the Pentagon, and he said, I just heard a plane crash into the World Trade Center. And then a moment or two later, a colleague of mine walked up and said it was a double hit.
12: Not long after, a plane would then strike the Pentagon.
15: Later on, after I started processing it, and we all, I think every American went through that processing period, uh, I realized how much danger we had been in."
12: Wicker was among a group of lawmakers, meeting with then-Secretary of Defense Donald Rumsfeld discussing national security. And the Jackson Police Department is mourning the loss of one of its own. Sergeant Brian Pippin, who had been hospitalized since July, passed away this week following a long battle with COVID-19. Pippin, who served the capital city for nearly 20 years, was 52 years old. Steven Gagliano, Talk, Mississippi News.
13: To Good Things with Me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
1: You're number one for Sports Talk. Anyone? 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 Come on, don't be shy. Sports Talk, Mississippi.
10: Bingo,
22: man. Bingo.
1: Super Talk, Mississippi. <laughs>
8: To the regular pump, so mixing it up with some fight songs band. and some
2: Jimmy Buffett on this Friday afternoon with you, Richard Cross, and Michael Borky, Brian road road Haydad. Thanks for being with us. Seaspire Text Line is how you can connect. Meet the authority team from Seaspire Business. Gain the IT exper- expertise you need to tackle your toughest challenges and find new opportunities. Learn more at Seaspire Business.com. Sports Talk Mississippi coming to you from the Pearl River Resort Studios. Visit them online at pearlriverresort.com. So let's go a little bit deeper on this whole two-minute drill thing. It's something that I was thinking about last night. This is not a a new thought for me. I've kind of gone down this road uh, in the past at times. But I am always amazed at... The Picasso that high-level NFL quarterbacks paint in two-minute drive situations. Borky pointed it out before we went to the break. The clock rules are different. clock does not stop for a first down. You've got your timeouts and you got out-of-bounds. And that's it. And you saw Tom Brady do it last night. You've seen Peyton Manning do it. You've seen Russell Wilson do it. You've seen... Eli Manning do it. You've seen Big Ben do it. You saw Drew Brees do it at a million times. John Elway was kind of the king of the fourth quarter comeback, the late drive. And last night, you saw two quarterbacks do it. Dak Prescott drove the Cowboys down the field, got them in position to kick a field goal to take a lead with a minute and a half to go. Should the play calling have been a little more aggressive so that they took... Maybe a chance to get into the end zone as opposed to settling for a field goal? Maybe so. The bottom line is you gave the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL a minute and a half with one timeout. One timeout that he didn't even actually use because they had to use it to keep from having a 10-second runoff because of a false start penalty. There were a couple of penalties mixed in on the drive. And... The thing that, that always gets me is how calm and in control it looks when a high-level NFL cornerback is running a two-minute drill. So many times at the college level, and there are a few exceptions to this, it, it looks like a fire drill when a college team is trying to march down the field inside two minutes to tie or take the lead to win a football game. It doesn't look smooth. It's like when when they're getting to the line, it's like run, run fast to the line. Now I gotta look around and oh, are we gonna spike it? Or are we gonna run a play right here? And it just doesn't seem like everybody is in that calm, cool, collected. This is what we're going to do. There's a routine, there's a rhythm, there's a cadence to it. I used the word symphony earlier. It's just very much like poetry in motion. Is it as simple as you only have so much practice time in college football, and as a result, you just you can't do everything? No. Is it that I simple?
3: So. I think, I mean... NFL teams probably practice two-minute situations and four-minute situations as much in a week as colleges practice totally in a week. I mean, between meetings and and going over film and then actually being out there on the field, they're probably putting 12, 15 hours just into that.
4: There's practice time limitations in the league, though. Urban Meyer has recently complained about the inability to keep his team at the facility the way he could in college.
3: No doubt, but there's still a, there's still a lot more time for the NFL than they are getting at college. So there's that and then, you know, in in the NFL, not everybody's a great NFL quarterback, but they're all good quarterbacks. They, you know, they were all the, the best of the best at some point in their career. Whereas in yeah. college, so many teams just have not great quarterback play. Yeah.
2: Well, that may be the that may be the illustration. I mean, you, you look at Matt Corral who's in his third year playing Mhm. Third year starting, I guess. Two two and a half years as a starter, second year in the offense, incredibly comfortable and has a head coach that was an NFL head coach. And and maybe you know the the 2-minute drill they ran before the half, which was more like a 1-minute drill to get in field goal range before the half. It was run really well, and there was not a lot of panic. And he was willing to kind of take some underneath stuff early in the drive. I mean, to me, that was the thing. You you think two-minute drill. You watched Tom Brady last night, and you're like, hey, he's got to throw the ball down the field. No, first down, let's go get nine yards on first down. He got out of bounds. All right, let's move the chains. Let's get ourselves into position. Now we'll take a little bit of a shot farther down the field.
3: That's just the difference. Brady's an elite quarterback, and and he's – I mean. Talking about a guy play, who's played football now for in the NFL for twenty almost 20 years. I mean, there's just not going to be a scenario. There's not going to be a defense drawn up. I think somebody on the text line said it, too. Having the speaker in the helmet, you talked about you know, looking like a fire drill. When the coach can just talk directly to the quarterback in his ear, that helps.
2: Yeah, there's something to that. We're going to get to that in college, also, where the offensive think coordinator, a, the head coach, has got... I think
3: eventually... Line. Yeah, eventually that's going to happen. It needs to happen. It just—it
2: just makes sense. Yeah, what's the reason not? I'm sure somebody would tell you it's cost and technology and whatever.
3: Uh, it's probably—it's uh, probably, it's probably yeah, we've got yeah, that in high school the, now. The SEC can do it, but the Sun Belt can't, and so. Well, yeah. the Sun Belt's about to expand. You see
4: those statements today. The AAC and the Sun Belt were like, "Hey, buddy, we're adding teams. Just buckle up, get ready." They said it more diplomatically than that, but that's basically what they said: is we are adding teams. It's going to happen, so
2: we'll let you know when we do. And it looks like the American is not done. They officially extended invita- invitations to the the four teams that we've talked about: Cincinnati, UCF, Houston, and BYU. BYU is going to start playing in the American in 2023. I'm sorry. Yes, the Big 12. The American has said they're going to do that as well. Taking teams from the American plus BYU to the Big 12, BYU is going to start playing in the Big 12 in 2023. The other three teams, Cincinnati and Houston and UCF, will start no later than July 1st of 2024. And out of the Big 12, there was a story from, I think it was Dennis Dodd earlier today that said they may not be done. That Boise State and Memphis are also potential targets. Oh man, Jeff Calkins would have to delete a column then. What, about Memphis not being taken and it's racist? Yeah. That bleeding heart nut job. I mean, just stop. If you're the Big 12, though... Why? Do you know that I went to Harvard?
4: Yeah, nobody nobody cares. Yeah, Jeff, yeah, Jeff we do. We don't care.
2: Uh, but, but what?
4: If you're the Big 12 now, so they're adding four, I guess, is it just a numbers game where they feel like they have to get to 14? <laughs> you
8: know, there was,
2: there was a story in Dennis or a line in Dennis Dodd's story today that said the Big 12 will have then cornered the market on all non-Power 5 teams that have made it to an access bowl with the exception of three. Hawaii, Central Michigan, and Northern Illinois. What about UConn? Do they still play football at UConn? Technically. UConn at the time was in the, what, American? That didn't exist in
4: 2010,
2: did it? It was the Big East, right? Yeah, they well, uh... Ooh, uh, that's a good question, but that was pre-playoff. That was before the access bowls were in place.
4: But Hawaii hasn't made a access bowl. They played not since
2: twenty fourteen. Sugar bowl. That's a good point. I don't know.
4: It wouldn't be the last uh, first time he was wrong. Also, remember <laughs> Dennis Dodd makes a mistake in a column. No. Yeah, but anyway, is, is, is the, the point the idea just simply to get to fourteen? Because you know. They have to decide, will this make our, our conference better? We've talked about they have a TV deal coming up. Does adding Memphis and Boise State sweeten the deal? Or is it just, we got to get to 14? We got to have a conference with two divisions so we can play a conference championship game like everybody else and just have numbers? Is that really the goal? Because what, what do they add?
2: Look, I don't know. I mean, obviously, you're adding a good football brand in Boise State and nothing else. In Memphis, you're adding a solid football program. And a really good basketball program. Although the whole really good basketball program thing is a little overstated.
4: Yeah, it's not exactly rooted in
22: reality.
2: Although they're going to be really good this year. Assuming everybody stays eligible. Last time they thought they were going to be really good, James Wiseman played like half <laughs> of a game. Have a great chance to
3: defend that NIT title.
2: Hey, listen to him.
3: Listen I'll, I'll to be, him. I believe that Memphis is good when I, when I see him being good.
2: Bo in Indianola has the Pac-12 blown it by playing their games at 9 at night instead of 9 in the morning. Well, they're doing some of the 9 o'clock in the morning games this year. I'm not really sure how ultimately that's going to be received. I don't think it's going to change anything on the West Coast. We'll find out this Saturday, although it's not at home. 11 o'clock central kick for Oregon and Ohio State. With uh, Big Noon on Fox. Big Nude, hey dad, says. All right, let's look at the slated games involving SEC teams this weekend when we come back.
6: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving your glass needs in Ridgeland and Brandon, call 601-605-4443. So far, just uh, typical delays. 49 southbound from old 49 down to Harper and starting to see traffic build up on the stack. 20 westbound from 55 north over towards Gallatin elsewhere. Things looking pretty good. This traffic brought to you by River Trust Federal Credit Union, the best place to get you going on your path to financial well-being. Stop by, call, or visit them online to learn about their great loan rates, free checking, and much more.
7: Eight six four three seven five two.
20: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
1: It's time to get real. Real sports talk for Mississippi. It's time for you to get real with it. Sports Talk Mississippi continues on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: what was coming up this afternoon on Sports Talk Mississippi and I omitted one thing. Food Friday! That is is coming up in the 5 o'clock hour with you along with all the other stuff we've got coming your way. Alabama State and Auburn at 11 o'clock tomorrow on the SEC Network. Auburn is a 49-point favorite. In the opener, Tank Bigsby ran for 119 yards and a couple of touchdowns in the win over uh, Akron. Bo Nix, I know it was against Akron, right? So, so we can we can use that as a caveat. But he was 20 of 22 for 275 yards and three touchdowns. That's a good stat line for a guy that a lot of people really think just is terrible. He is physically incredibly gifted. Got a big arm. He's fast. He's strong. So, is Bo Nix going to be better as the competition gets better? We won't know after this week. We'll know in a couple of weeks, though. Yeah, wake me up next weekend.
3: Yeah, well, yeah, anyway, <laughs> next weekend we'll know.
4: Boy, that place is going to be rocking. Happy Valley's nasty. There's nothing happy about that place. The old rector set of a football stadium? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, Bonix has played a lot of football. A lot of bad football, but he's played it. And he's been in big atmosphere, so I don't expect he'll be intimidated by this one. But I think we're going to learn this year across the country that we forgot how crowds could impact games. They actually there was no home field advantage last year. None. I mean, you go into Happy Valley and there was moms there. Nobody. Yeah. Did they let parents into the Big Ten or was it nobody? It depended on the stadium. Ohio State had a couple hundred, you know, parents and girlfriends maybe, and that was about it. But no, I mean, they had nobody there. So we're going to see. It's something that we didn't really talk about much. And by we, I mean the collective everybody didn't talk about. How it was easier for Indiana to go into Columbus and operate their offense because there wasn't 107,000 people yelling at them. Makes a difference.
2: Zeb gets another start as South Carolina goes to East Carolina, Greenville, North Carolina, Dowdy Ficklin Stadium, which can be a tough place to play, especially when East Carolina is good. East Carolina got popped in the mouth by Appalachian State last weekend. South Carolina won their opener. Gamecocks are actually favored. They're a two-point favorite in this game on the road. We'll see if uh, we get tears of joy and a Gatorade bath for Shane Beamer two weeks in a row.
4: Yeah. Congrats to whoever hopped on this line when ECU opened as the favorite. You like South Carolina? Yeah. Oh um, yeah! Unless you're a believer in Holton Allers.
2: serve for 2.95 in the opener and a blowout loss. Yeah,
3: I, yes. I, yeah, the Gamecocks.
2: Eleven o'clock on ESPN. Pittsburgh and Tennessee. Pittsburgh is a three-point favorite. This is the Johnny Majors Bowl. Did you see who one of the honorary captains is going to be for this game? The is King. It a, is it another player Jackie that Tennessee Cheryl. forgot
4: to
3: use? No, it's Jackie Sherrill. Ah. Huh.
2: Jackie Sherrill will represent Pittsburgh's Jackie honorary Wayne. captain. Uh, Joe Milton was not very good for Tennessee in the opener. He stunk. No. I mean. No. W- so it's a new coach. 11 of 23 for 139 and a touchdown. I mean, against it Bowling was, Green. It was uglier than that green. even. Yeah. If you can yeah. believe it. Yeah, big old arm. throw it over that mountain over there. Give me Pitt in this one.
4: Yeah, he can throw it over that mountain over there, and will throw it over that mountain over there on a screen. Tell him about it, Uncle Rico. <laughs> It's—I uh, mean, and it will be a fastball. This is a massive game for Josh Heupel. It's his second game. He's not getting fired or anything, but fan confidence, as I have learned in Knoxville, is nothing. They—they they aren't supporting. They aren't showing up and they're not gonna show up. They don't believe in their administration, they don't believe in their football coach, they don't believe in their team. If they lose to
2: Pittsburgh, they're gonna be egg-will packed house tomorrow though, right? You would hope. That game is gonna be sort
3: of like the Mississippi State game in that they're gonna watch it and however it goes, Tennessee fans will make their, their judgments on attendance the rest of the season accordingly. Yeah. Tickets as low as
2: $28 for Pittsburgh and uh, Tennessee. May not be a hard sellout. Florida inside. Who is Florida going to play at quarterback tomorrow? Is Emery Jones going to start? Yeah. He'll start,
3: but they'll give Richardson a lot of play in time. That dude is
2: electric.
3: Florida He's really USF, good. can throw the dude.
2: football more, though. I mean, yeah, it's true. Can't yeah, just run well, it all the time in the SEC. Yeah,
18: I don't know
7: about that. Done it before.
3: Great nickname, too. You don't know it? What is it? AR-15. Ugh.
2: Just wait till...
3: It's going to trend one day and people are going to
2: be like, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, UAB in Georgia? is a 23.5 point favorite in the game. UAB's just a, it's a good, solid program. They'll be ready to go. Bill Clark will have his team ready to go. Texas AM and Colorado. Hayes Haynes King in his debut for AM 21 to 33, 292, couple of touchdowns. I heard somebody talking about him earlier this week. They gotta, they gotta reel him in a little bit. Like he has so much trust in his arm. Then he makes some stupid decisions? You know? not afraid to kind of throw it back across his body into the middle of the field, regardless of how much traffic is there. That'll get you burned against a good team. Any worries about Texas A&M tomorrow? Nah, not in this I didn't think one. so. Nah. Didn't it's... think so. Should be a fun game, though. No line on Alabama and Mercer. Bryce Young threw for 344 yards and four touchdowns in his Alabama debut. Hudson Card... Was good for Texas in his debut for the Longhorns. 14 to 21, two and a quarter, two touchdowns. Texas is a seven-point favorite over the Razorbacks. The total is 56 and a half. Both teams won their opener. Arkansas got a heck of a backdoor cover at the end of that ball game, and uh, they get the win last week over Rice. Is what 19, 19 and a half point favorites? Texas is the right play here, isn't it?
3: Yes. I, I, yes, they'll win by more than a touchdown. We're about to find out, though.
4: I mean, I, I my answer is I don't think they are, but we're about to find out if Arkansas is going to go from a cute story to a team that can actually be competitive on a weekly basis in the SEC. People up there think they are, but are they actually? And no, Texas is not in the SEC yet, but this is a great gauge of what kind of team Arkansas actually has.
2: Yeah. Did
4: not look like KJ Jefferson was that guy, but it's
2: one game. But it didn't look like he was the guy. But Sam Pittman big time went to bat for him this week. He said, "That's our quarterback, and it doesn't really matter what anybody thinks because that's my decision." Okay, all right, man. All right. He's too worried about what other people are saying,
4: and like that, that like he gets on Twitter and replies to people and stuff, kind of like Hugh Freestyle, and then that kind of thing. Who are you talking to? are you reading like hogville.com or something it's .net. Hogville.net. .net? Uh, so
3: <laughs> richard richard what's your name on there i mean come on Hootendale
2: <laughs> i thought you'd go with like a little duke's a hazard play you could be cross hog yeah no i'm i'm actually uh, flannel nation is my name on there Flannel Nation. Let's let skip get over the NC State, Mississippi State, and Austin P. Ole Miss for right now. Because we're going to come back to these. Missouri picks, and Kentucky. Too.
3: Say again? That's going to be, State and NC State's one of my uh, my games that I've got to pick this week. Is it now? Yeah. That you have chosen to or that you have to? No, I've chosen to, of my two games, NC
2: State MSU is one of them. Okay. Okay. Missouri and Kentucky. Cats are a five-point favorite. Will Levis in the opener. 18-26, 367, and four touchdowns. Yes, that is a stat line for a Kentucky quarterback. Pretty good stat line for a Missouri running back as well. Tyler Beatty had 203 yards rushing on 25 carries in the opener. Yeah. Uh, Josh, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm interested in this game,
4: like most people, in part, because it's an SEC versus SEC matchup, but I... I did see a lot of, wow, Penn State regrets letting Levis go over Sean Clifford. And I want to see that against not one of the worst teams in college football before I start declaring that a mistake on James Franklin's part. So, you know, big game for Kentucky to actually show
2: that they have a passing offense against somebody that is not Louisiana Monroe. I'm not mad at anybody that wants to question anything that comes out of James Franklin's mouth or any decision that he makes. But yes, I would agree that we need to see <laughs> more from Will Lars before we put him in the Heisman Trophy conversation. I hear you what? on that one. Did you just say? McNeese and LSU in Baton Rouge. Do you know who the starting quarterback is for the McNeese Cowboys? It's Colby Orgeron. Right? Cody Orgeron, who Cody, in the opener Cody. threw for 367 yards and a couple of touchdowns vandy is at colorado state congratulations buff uh, not the buffs the rams on your first win of the season we'll be right back
7: from the seabrookpaint.com weather center i'm bob sullender for all your paint and cutting needs go to seabrookpaint.com your finally friday has sunny skies high near 87 tonight clear skies low around 62 your saturday sunny skies high near 89 sunny conditions for your sunday high near 91 and for your monday 20 percent chance of showers mostly sunny high near 90 degrees This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Five-pound large Gulf shrimp special, $29.95. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Seeing is believing with up to 14 types of saltwater fillets. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland, just past Lake Harbor Drive, 601-790-9407
0: At Green Home Solutions, we make air better.
7: no-Drip Roofing and Construction, the name says it all. All types of roofing and construction, your certified Certainteed shingle installer, family-owned and operated for over 20 years here in the Metro. No-Drip Roofing and Construction, 601-371-1051. I'm
12: Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Talk Mississippi News. Charges against the man accused of shooting his wife twice at their St. Martin home Thursday morning are being upgraded. Vinay Moore will now be charged with attempted murder in connection with a seven-hour standoff that thankfully ended peacefully. Deputies exchanged gunfire with Vinay as they arrived at the scene and were able to get his wounded wife and two children out of the house. And while lawmakers are examining the possibility of eliminating the state's income tax, Senator John Horn says they can't lose sight of the big picture.
10: at the end of the day, what Mississippi is looking for and what the legislature should be looking at is how do we grow the economy. Are we going to, to uh, stop the brain drain? Are we going to create jobs that are attractive to young people who graduate college or finish whatever
12: training they're going to get to stay in Mississippi? Horn doesn't believe that the current proposal accomplishes that goal as is. Stephen Gagliano, Talk, Mississippi News.
15: I'm Paul Gallo. My wife and I are vaccinated. To me, it's a blessing of medical technology that generations before us would pray for. The risk and inconvenience of scheduling a shot versus rewards and peace of mind is no different than getting a tetanus shot from a rusty nail. The difference is rusty nails are not highly contagious. This virus is an opponent that can only be defeated with teamwork. To find a site, go to vaccines.gov or call 800-232-0233. A message to your family from our family at Supertalk
1: Mississippi Media.
17: Mississippi,
2: now. Friday afternoon with you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad. Let's go to the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team Mississippi Farm Bureau joining us, as he does each and every week, from the Gold Sheet, goldsheet.com, our friend Bruce Marshall. Hey, Bruce. Hey, Rich. How are you? Doing well. We had a fun opening weekend of the college football season. We got the NFL started with a bang last night. Now we get into week number two. And there aren't as many, I don't know, just kind of like eye-popping matchups out there, but there's some good stuff there, don't you think?
9: Oh, I do think, and if if uh, if I could be so bold here to jump into one right away, uh, not far Please. from there, SEC, it, this is going to be an SEC battle uh, in a couple of years, but Texas-Arkansas, and the reason I want to bring this up, I want to put this on the table for my thought with Texas here. Now, I'm getting way out over my skis saying this, but I think this might be the best team in the Big 12, and I think this team has a shot to get to the Final Four. Uh, they were close last year. Uh, the Oklahoma game is overtime, really close to the other two losses. From talking to Texas people, after that game last week against uh, Ulala, they thought that Texas looked Bama-like almost, and maybe that has something to do with what Sark might have picked up from Nick Saban. But the stuff that kept recurring in the, in the Tom Herman uh, years, Um, you know, the uh, mistakes and the penalties and late substitutions and things. None of that. It was a crisp effort last week against a good team. And the new quarterback looked really good. Card. I, and they know how to use Bijan Robinson. If Texas really is, is, has straightened things out. I think they're going to go up there and win. I, I do think Sam Pittman is going to miss Felipe Franks at least for a while because KD Jefferson, the new quarterback, is a lot more likely to make mistakes. And they were in big trouble against Rice last week. Don't be fooled by that score. I think Texas goes up to Fayetteville and wins and uh, won't be 15 to 14 like 69. I'm thinking more like 34 to 20. So I'm going to lay points and – uh Heck, I could be wrong on this one, and by next week, there's my prediction blown out the window right away with Texas, but I'm going to stick my neck out and go with the Longhorns and predict a big year in Austin.
2: I should have known that you would do what I thought you were going to do before you did it, and that was going to be, is there a reference to the 1969 game between Texas and Arkansas? There's some really cool kind of documentary pieces on just how much that game meant, particularly to Arkansas, but to both of those schools.
9: Oh, yeah. I mean, it was there. And people forget, uh, guys like me who were actually around then remember it. Uh, th- that was actually a, a, a Beano Cook special to get that big schedule at the end of the season. However, if Ohio State didn't lose to Michigan two weeks previous to that, that game where Texas-Arkansas would have lost a lot of its luster. Ohio State would have been number one. And they were, at that point, no repeat in the Big Ten. They would have finished the season number one. What? the the trigger that made that game so important was Michigan beating Ohio State two weeks before, and it knocked the Buckeyes off their perch, and suddenly Texas and Arkansas were 1-2. And also the fact Notre Dame was going to wait to play the winner in the bowl, and Notre Dame, and that had been just announced before uh, the Texas-Arkansas game. Notre Dame was 44, 45 years away from a bowl. People forget what a big story that was. So there was several chapters in that mashup, not to mention the fact President Nixon showed up there and included in his honorage was another future president, George H.W. Bush. I don't think Joe Biden's showing up at Fayette- Fayetteville tomorrow, for what it's worth. I wonder if he's been invited. I doubt it, uh, but I don't think he'd show up anyway. But uh, anyway, that was yeah. another thing to make 69 really cool. And by the way, one nice. last note. The Penn yeah. State, because of all that, and Joe Paterno got so mad at Nixon, and he got so mad at his undefeated Penn State not being number, not getting a share of everything, that planted to seed with Joe that being an Eastern Independent was not going to work. I have to get in the big league, and Penn State's move into the Big Ten in the early '90s, even more so than Arkansas and South Carolina joining the SEC, started all this conference movement. Had that not happened with Penn State, I think the East Alliance stays together. Uh, there's so many; that, those few weeks at the end of '69 impacted the next fifty, next half century in college football.
2: There you go. There is your history lesson for college football with Bruce Marshall on this Friday afternoon. By the way, Arkansas sold out stadium for the first time since 2016. I'm assuming that Anthony Fauci is not going to be at that game either. (laughs) But I digress. Uh, Bruce, NC State, Mississippi State, Bulldogs by the hair of their chinny-chin-chin last week. NC State no trouble with a bad USF team this line has been weird. So, what, opened up with either Mississippi State favorite or pick went to about three the other way for NC State. Now it's kind of back in this direction. NC State, I think, has settled as a one-point favorite? That's what I'm seeing
9: mostly. It could move around some more before kickoff, Rich.
2: Why um, is this one moving so much?
9: I don't know. I think, I think uh, you know, just the way the money is. And, and uh, you know, Mississippi State burned some people last week. Uh, who might have backed them? And you know, Leach does not have a great point spread mark, but you're laying points on them. There's a lot of conflicting things. Do you really want you know take an ACC team as a favorite here against an SEC team? I think you can do that. Uh, in this case, uh, the ACC took some losses last week, as we know. Uh, this wasn't one, and you mentioned USF's probably really bad, uh, but still, we saw North Carolina State make a recovery last year. Um, I think Devin Leary is a darn good quarterback. He's got 200-yard rushers from the game last week, so they did. They were flawless in that game, but you know what? You know, we're watching Mississippi State here, and I this, 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 brought in the gold sheet. I mean, even James Bond would be getting tired of giving bad guys such an advantage the way Leach is. You're down 20 in the fourth quarter, to skip bolts, and then you start your rally. You can't dig yourself a hole like that, but I think and and he's not going to balance the attack. That's not what Leach does, but you know, Will Rogers throwing the ball on every down. It's, it's not going to work, uh, you know, to any great degree this year. And I, think, I like the balance of NC State. And uh, Leach, by the way, 9-18, and 18, his last 27 against the spread. That goes back to Washington State days. Now, he's just got to win this game, so there's no real points for the ball. I don't think he's going to win. I think NC State's one of the few ACC teams that actually might be better than we thought. Uh, 30-23, Wolf back tomorrow and start Starkville.
2: All right. Uh, so you've got uh, Texas covering against Arkansas. You've got NC State winning and covering in Starkville. I- I'm assuming that Pittsburgh, Tennessee is a game that is interesting to you. Whether or not it's interesting to you from a, 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 a handicapping standpoint, I don't know. But the historical significance of the Johnny Majors game is uh, is pretty cool.
9: Yeah, it is Johnny Majors ball. Remember, is at Pitt left for Tennessee, and then came back to Pitt after Tennessee pushed him out in '92. The interesting thing about that 76 was that was the number one pit team going into the Sugar Bowl. Early December that year, he announced he's moving to Tennessee for the next year, his all mater, He was allowed to coach the Sugar Bowl. You don't see most coaches nowadays, they move them out. But he allowed to coach, and he won that game big. And then he went on to Tennessee from there. Uh, it, but, so there's a connection here. Now, right now, in, in Knoxville, the Josh Heupel era, And, you know, I don't know what to make of last week too much. I think they kept it pretty vanilla. Joe Milton, the the transfer quarterback from Michigan, I mean, he wasn't running the, the, the tempo stuff he did at UCF. And I'm not sure they're ready to do that yet at Tennessee. But I will guarantee you they will play at a faster pace this week. Milton didn't put the ball in the air all that much a week ago. I think they kept things under wraps. Uh, He beat out Hendon Hooker, the Virginia Tech transfer. So there are some people in Knoxville kind of excited about this. But I like the fact they just cleaned house there, got rid of all the connections to Tennessee in the past, bring these guys in from UCF, the AD, and and Heibel. Ted beat UMass, but I'm not sure that they have solved. Last year, the running game, they just didn't balance this offense enough. And they have been able to rise up on occasion. But I think Kenny Pickett, their quarterback, really needs that running game to work and I haven't seen any indication that it does. This is a, the 111th-ranked rushing team last year, so they're not a complete team. I think Hypo gets on the ball. This, they're a slight dog, and I think i give them a shot here. 27-23 Tennessee, Ooh. Rocky Top. They'll be playing that tomorrow up in Knoxville.
2: Tennessee getting some points at home. we got time for one more. I'm going to let you pick uh, one of uh, of two games. Either the Cyhawk game with Iowa and Iowa State, where Iowa State is a 4.5-point favorite, or... West Coast, late at night, the Holy War, Utah and BYU, where Utah is a seven-point favorite. Which one of those games
18: do you like more?
9: Well, I'm going to go with the Seahawks game and and say right off the bat that Iowa State had better not schedule Northern Iowa anymore the week before it plays Iowa. That is a (laughs) terrible psychological spot. They have trouble with Northern Iowa every year. Find some FCS team from another state that's not going to treat that game like the Super Bowl while Iowa State's looking ahead to Iowa. It's a terrible psychological spot every year for them. But here's the key, I think, tomorrow. Uh, Michael Penix from Indiana last week really booted that game away. Two, two pick-sixes, uh, put his team in a hole. Riley Moss getting the credit, the defensive back for Iowa. But I don't think Brock Purdy's going to do that. He's been pretty careful with the ball throughout his career. Uh, he's not going to make mistakes like that. Matt Campbell is, needs this win over the defense. They've lost three he times does. close in a row. Uh, four times. They were beaten four times. twenty three sixteen 16 Iowa State. It won't be easy, but I think uh, without the mistakes that helped uh, that uh, Indiana committed last week, Iowa's going to have trouble scoring the same as it did a week ago.
2: Bruce Marshall, goldsheet.com. He's been writing at the Gold Sheet for a long time. Always great historical content there. Uh, You can get his picks at uh, at Vegas Insider, at Don Best. You can follow him on Twitter at Bruce A. Marshall. It is always fun. Thanks for the history lesson today.
9: Good week to do it. Uh, Thanks, Rich. Talk to you next week.
2: That's Bruce Marshall. This is Sports Talk Mississippi.
6: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations, every glass Deeds in Ridgeland and Brandon. They're locally owned and operated with free mobile service in the Tri-County area. Call 601-605-4443. Heavy delay southbound on 49 from just before Industrial Parkway all the way down to Harper. Also seeing heavy delays westbound on the stack on 20 uh, from 55 north out past Gallatin. Elsewhere, things looking pretty good for the drive home. Buckle up and drive safe. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. Proudly serving the Metro since 1946. Call 601-353-5217.
20: That's right, school is back in session. That means it's time for our back-to-school super sale at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. That's right, school is back, and so is carpool and traffic. We're here to put you into a new ride so you can get to school in style while saving your cash. Pay just $3.29 per month on the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross or pay only $1.99 per month on new 2021 Mitsubishi Mirage G4s. Plus, get a free 40-inch TV without purchase. We want your old vehicle. Bring it in, and we'll buy it even if you don't buy a new vehicle from us. Ridgeland Mitsubishi is the king of credits. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Our team of experts is ready to get you approved, no matter your past credit history. School is back in session, so come get your deal now at Ridgeland Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Dyne Road, call 896-9600 today, or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Eclipse, stock number 1772, Mitsubishi 4 stock number 1795, 1999, down for you details will credit.
10: Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? Quit wasting your time and get to Richland Mitsubishi. We are your pre-owned headquarters.
20: Yep, you heard that right. We've got an amazing selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and more all waiting for you. With such a huge selection of pre owned vehicles, we're sure to have something for every buyer and every budget. Looking for a truck or Jeep? We have them. In two wheel drive, four by four, diesel, every brand, every size, lifted and customized, we've got them. And don't forget about our amazing selection of Jeeps. We have Wranglers, Unlimited, Hard Tops, Soft Tops, Lifted, and Kitted Jeeps for you to choose from. Plus, get a free 40 inch TV on us. Worried about past credit issues? Don't be. Our credit specialists work hard to get you approved no matter your past credit history. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Want to trade? Bring in your current vehicle, and we'll give you the best possible price for it, even if you don't buy a new one from us. What are you waiting for? Get to your pre-owned HQ. Ridgeland Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896-9600 today, or visit ridgelandmitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. See dealer for details
8: with approved credit. If your vehicle is ever damaged in a collision, please listen carefully. Shouldn't you choose them for your repair? Clinton Body Shop in Clinton and Richland. Certified by the company that made your car to repair your car with OEM factory parts. Go to ClintonBodyShop.com. It's about your family's safety and your car's value. That's ClintonBodyShop.com.
15: MightyRootsMusicFestival.com. Sponsored by Visit Mississippi and Visit Clarksdale.
10: Come
1: on and make your plans to spend the weekend with us at Mighty Roots Music Festival. Where Mississippi comes to talk. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays here on Super Talk Mississippi.
15: What do they want? Exciting news. Brace
11: yourself.
1: More Sports Talk Mississippi now.
11: Now.
2: Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Thanks for being with us. Good to be with you on this Friday afternoon. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Let's just stay on the Farm Bureau phone line. Our buddy Luke Johnson joins us, co-host of the Eagle Hour, Super Talk Hattiesburg, Super Talk Laurel. Hey, Luke. Happy Friday. What's up, man?
21: Happy Friday, Richard. Good, uh... A junior college game last night Jones upset number two northwest and
14: getting ready to head up
21: 49 Laurel is playing at Mendenhall tonight West Jones off this week so we're gonna go cover that one and then the Eagles try to rebound tomorrow so and then the Saints play Sunday so it's, it's a great week
2: yeah a lot, lot going on in your neck of the woods and really all over the state of Mississippi let's just jump right in on the the Will Hall stuff the uh, the quote that has made its way Uh, all over the place, um, life on the line. What would you make of it? I mean, obviously this is a guy that eats, breathes, and sleeps football, and there was nothing nefarious meant there. But uh, how people responded?
21: Well, we just wanted to take him back to 2012 and remind him of uh, the one who shall not be named who spells his first name with 11 L's and wanted to say, hey, Coach, relax, man. Uh, That that guy, when you beat Grambling tomorrow, you'll be... In the last two years, to surpass Ellis Johnson uh, for all time wins as a head coach, so uh, you know it will get better. I promise.
2: <laughs> that right there makes you not the biggest fraud of the last fifty years. Wow! Uh, what kind of a week have they had?
21: It's been good. I mean, you know, he was happy to have something they like a competition Tuesday and. You know, I think Wednesday they specifically, you know, went after what they had messed up in the game. And, you know, it's one of those things you you got to walk yourself back off the precipice into oblivion. When you look at the fact you fumble inside the 10 twice, so that's at least six points, probably 14, and you have a punt return callback for a touchdown, that's 21. And then you uh, give the ball to South Alabama on a short field, you know, they score, I mean, score could have very easily been 28-24 at the very least could have been 24-20 so it would have been a a a very small loss or or even a win and so the Eagles just played terrible at the worst moments to play terrible at and so that's what they've tried to do this week to clean up uh you know the specific bad areas but look at you know the the rushing defense they allowed 31 you know rushing yards to South Alabama less than a yard to carry and so as, as rough as it's been, there were a few silver linings in there. And, and I think, you know, when the, the quote you talk about, I think he's just, you know, being classic Mississippi football coach Hall. I mean, he's saying what's coming to his mind when, when he says it. And, yeah, so I think they've just tried to clean up specifics this week. Uh, Got to be more productive uh, t- tomorrow with Trey Lowe in the passing game, though.
2: I was going to ask you about Trey Lowe. He's still the guy, for at least for now, right?
21: Yeah, I mean, looking back on it, and I don't think I mentioned it Tuesday, but I may have. He he got hit pretty hard in the first or second drive of the game, and and I think that really affected him. I talked to a few more people, and it's kind of, you know, to to a, a man, people say that hit probably took more out of him in the first half than what you realize. So, um, I would I would expect them to uh, to try to to throw it a little more early. Man, they really ran the ball. I mean, just really ran, ran and ran it. So maybe see a little more passing early on, but yeah, he's the guy. Um, I don't think Will Hall will will bail on him. You, you saw Tra- uh, Ty Keyes get loose a little, um, but he never went to him. So I, I think you get, you got to go with Trey Lowe and you got to believe in him. You can't just take him away after one game.
2: Well, and one of the things that Will Hall has talked about over and over is the fact that they are a quarterback-driven offense, that he's hard on his quarterbacks, he expects a ton out of his quarterbacks. But for the offense that he wants to run to work, they got to have a quarterback that's good, just period.
21: Yeah, they do, absolutely. And he's got to be at least serviceable, and he wasn't that last week. As the game went on, he he threw the ball a little better. The pick six at the end was not his fault. Coach Hall described that early on. But, I mean, you look at what Frank Gore did. He had over 100 total yards and expect to see more out of that. Frank dropped a a sure touchdown last week. That was another scoring play they should have had. Yeah, I mean, Lowe looked really bad in some places, and then he didn't look that bad in other places. And the the key tomorrow is get some kind of confidence um, going into the Troy game because you've got to build his confidence back tomorrow.
2: So Grambling beat Tennessee State 16-10 to start the year. Is this a high-scoring game tomorrow night, or is this kind of a a low-scoring, duke-it-out type game?
21: They weren't very good in the passing game last week. Elijah Walker was 4 of 11. That bodes well for Southern Miss uh, to be able, you know, to really load the box and shut down the run. You know, I think it may be somewhat like the game last week. It may be a 35 7, 35 10. I don't see it getting, you know, crazy out of hand, but but Southern Miss will be able to get a lot of stops tomorrow because scrambling can't throw the football.
2: In case you are interested in these kinds of things, Southern Miss is a 24-point favorite over Grambling in the uh, in the game tomorrow. Luke, enjoy the high school football tonight. Thanks, as always, for your time. Talk
21: to you next week, guys. Thanks.
2: 5 o'clock hour coming up next. That means the college football fix. Streaming at supertalk.fm and at supertalktv.com. This is Sports Talk Mississippi.
1: America's music. Super Talk, this is Super Talk. By your Mississippi. Super Talk. you street professional. at the a street professional.
19: News. I'm Eben Brown. Afghan refugees arriving in the U.S. have brought illness with them and not COVID-19. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki.
13: Four diagnosed cases of measles among Afghans who recently arrived in the United States. These individuals are being quarantined in accordance with public health guidelines, and the CDC has begun full contact tracing.
19: At least one of them is in Wisconsin at Fort McCoy, east of La Crosse. Meanwhile, more Americans left in Afghanistan were flown to Qatar On aircraft from that country. They're now in Doha. Most trading indicators closed down today. The Dow fell 271, the NASDAQ 132. Gold lost 780 an ounce. West Texas intermediate crude oil was up more than a dollar and a half at 69.72 a barrel. America is listening to Fox News.
20: Smith Marine has killer boat deals on sale now. Featuring Crest Pontoons and Suzuki Motors. Offering thousands of new boats right now along with Suzuki Specials. This is the best time to buy your new or used boat.
12: You'll never find a better deal. Smith Marine, 149 Harbor Drive, Main Harbor Marina in Ridgeland. I'm Stephen Gagliano. You're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Businesses with 100 or more employees will have to require them to get vaccinated or tested weekly for COVID-19. That's one of the mandates laid out by the president on Thursday. During an interview with Laura Ingram on Fox last night, Governor Tate Reeves said the president
22: lied. The president and all of his team for months and months have been telling uh, the American people that they would never issue a a vaccine mandate. And, and once again, this president has gone back on his word uh, and had done the exact opposite.
12: Reeve said what he heard from Biden is not what you'd expect to hear from an American president.
22: We live in America, and you would expect words like that from the president, maybe of communist China or of North Korea, but you don't expect words like that coming out of the mouth uh, of the president of the United States.
12: The mandate also requires vaccinations for all federal employees and for millions of contractors that do business with the federal government.
13: What's my core value?
2: Hey there, Lucky Buck here, coming to you live from a nearby meadow. You know, four-leaf clovers are lucky, of course, but I find that the three-leafers are lucky, too, and just as tasty. Mm. Speaking of lucky things in threes, there's Cash 3 from the Mississippi Lottery. Cash 3 has daily drawings with $0.50 and $1 plays and lots of ways to win. So play Cash 3 sometime, and you might be lucky like me. Have fun, y'all. Must be 21 years or older to play. Please play responsibly.
12: Tonight in Mississippi High School football, several of the state's top teams will take the field for the first time this season. South Panola kicks off their 2021 season by traveling to Tennessee to face Cordova. West Point's first game will take place at Knoxby County, and Starkville will take on Olive Branch. Other notable matchups tonight include top-rated running back Branson Robinson in Germantown taking on Warren Central, Picayune traveling to Gulfport, and Ocean Springs facing George County. And tomorrow, the Department of Public Safety is partnering with the Mississippi Braves to host First Responder and Military Appreciation Night in remembrance of the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Commissioner Sean Tyndall on the
9: inspiration behind the idea. It recognizes those first responders that routinely make their sacrifices and, and sometimes that includes their life and an opportunity for them to come out and spend time with their family and enjoy a beautiful Saturday evening in the state of Mississippi and watch some great baseball. For
12: more information, visit
9: Supertalk.com. .fm.
1: Go beyond the headlines on Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays, 10 to 1, here on Super Talk Mississippi. Here comes more Sports Talk Mississippi.
13: You ready, guys?
1: On Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Sandstorm, Sports Talks, Mississippi. Welcome to the weekend. Richard Cross, Michael Borke, Brian Haydad, and you, thanks for being with us. It's time for the College Football Fix, driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Log on to buyfordnow.com and find out why the best selling trucks are built. Ford Tough, the 2021 F 150 Smart Tough and built to get the job done. Let's go back to the Farm Bureau phone line, check out favorites.com, and go with the home team Mississippi Farm Bureau and visit with our buddy Ben Mintz from Barstool Sports. We're going to do this on Fridays throughout the football season. Benjamin, what's up?
23: Oh, man, doing great. Uh, I'm actually standing outside Forest Hill Stadium to walk into a My Morning Jacket concert right after this segment. So I'm in good good mood, about to see some rock and roll, and I'm excited about the college football and NFL Week 1.
2: There you go. It's a little rock and roll, a little bit of football on the, uh, on the same weekend. Let's start with a couple of NFL games. Your team, can you pull your heart out of it? The Saints and the Packers at the neutral site of Jacksonville. Saints are an underdog in this one. What do we think?
23: I like over 49 or 49 and a half. Uh, I think Jameis Winston is one of the best overs quarterback uh, ever because he pushes the ball down the field and sometimes turns the ball over. I think these Saints games are going to be a lot wilder this year, obviously with Jameis and Breeze because Breeze just threw under the knee, underneath all the time and took care of the football and wouldn't make mistakes. And so I, I just think these games are going to get wilder. Jameis Winston against Aaron Rodgers. I'm looking at over forty nine and a half. The actual line Green Bay by three and a half. Man, Green Bay they pick, Saints pick Jacksonville because Green Bay's three and four down in Florida. So, Rodgers kind of struggled down there a little bit. Saints should have a good amount of fans from that panhandle, like Panama and Mobile. And, you know, that's a big Saints area. Green Bay and national teams and not sure on the home field. So, I'm just going to take over and sit back and cheer for the Saints. It's hard to know how they're dealing with Ida.
2: Is there an NFL game that you're in love with on Sunday?
23: There's a few like, I like. The Sam Darnold revenge game is a pretty funny one. Gets to play the Jets week one jet starting Zach Wilson out of BYU. First game on the road as a rookie. You know, BYU, I think he could be talented, but BYU played a real weak schedule last year. And I, I like the Joe Brady and Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore, and I, I like Carolina by four and a half a good bit. Uh, I think they roll there. I uh, kind of like Buffalo by six and a half over Pittsburgh. I think they put that line out high for a reason. I got real concerns about the Pittsburgh offensive line this year. They're 32nd uh, in the preseason rankings, and so – I think Buffalo's defensive line can give them trouble, and Josh Allen's so explosive on offense. Kind of like the Colts is a two-and-a-half-point dog, possibly against Seattle. Seattle's really public. But uh, those are a few of the ones I'm looking at, and I- I'll look at the over-unders lot, too.
2: Yeah, there you go. Uh, on the college football front, we've been talking a bunch about the, uh, the games involving uh, at least one SEC team. This Arkansas-Texas game, it- it's fascinating for a lot of reasons. First sellout in Fayetteville since 2016. Texas looked pretty darn good last week against uh, against Louisiana. Uh, Hudson Card played well. Maybe the most explosive running back in the country in Dijon Robinson. Is seven too many, or do you like the Longhorns laying the points?
23: I'm taking it. I like the home underdog. I'm a man that believes in home field. And last year I didn't have as good of a year because the COVID really hurt the field. But – You know, I know how serious this game is for Arkansas. It's a Super Bowl for them and their fan base, catching Texas coming in here, uh, catching seven at home. I mean, we know as Ole Miss fans, Fayetteville is not necessarily the easiest place to play in the world a lot, too. Uh, I like Arkansas getting seven here at home, even though Texas did look good against Chicago. So, I think Arkansas is going to fight hard at home. It's such a big game for them. They're going to be ready. I think it's going to be competitive to the end. So, that's that's my lean on that.
2: All right, let me test your theory again then. Mississippi State, a home underdog. It's only a one point line now. NC State favored by a point in Starkville. You like the Bulldogs and the Cowbells?
23: A little bit. So here's the thing Mike Leach teams, I said it last week too, a little bit on here even. Man, Leach teams are just, they struggle as big favorites and they're tough, tough underdogs. And for whatever reason, it just seems like Leach teams are better in this kind of spot than what we saw last week when they were laying 21. NC State looked super dominant, playing a crappy South Florida team, beat them 45 nothing. but Charlie Strong left that program on fire. I mean, it, it, it's bad. So I, I kind of lean Mississippi State over under 55. I think this might not be too much of a shootout. Both teams are pretty physical. I was looking at the, looking at the first half under a little bit too, but I, I lean Mississippi
2: State. $100. All right. So a little bit of a lean there with Mississippi State is the uh, home dog in the SEC. Tell me something else you like in the uh, in the college landscape. Let's let's uh, we'll, we'll get a couple more from you and then cut you loose so that you can uh, do your rock and roll thing on this Friday night.
23: Yeah, there you go. Uh I kind of like I like Washington plus seven at Michigan, even though they lost to Montana. Michigan had uh, lost their awesome receiver Bell, who was incredible last week for season. And this game just feels real weird to me. I mean, everybody's gonna jump on Michigan after Washington lost week one. They had three turnovers, but I think this is gonna be a lower scoring game and Washington's the right side getting seven. I just think every I don't know. It just looked it's something about it just seems weird. Michigan looks really obvious in public. So I'm going against that. Uh I think Iowa, State's a really tough one to call. Rivalry games could go either way. Iowa obviously looked extremely good against Indiana last week. So that was kinda another one I was looking at. Uh there's uh the, what was uh crap. My bad. I don't, a, oh, yeah, Ohio State. That was the one. I love Ohio, yeah, Ohio State. State. Ohio State-Oregon. One of my favorite games of the week. Yeah, that was the game I want to make sure I mentioned. Ohio State's a 14-and-a-half-point favorite, but this is a game where Vegas does this, where they're just making it where they want everybody to take Oregon. I mean, they're setting that line so high. They, they're discouraging people from taking Ohio State, and I think people are overrating that. The first game, C.J. Stroud looked bad in that first half, but first game on the road, Thursday night, conference, Rowdy crowd. I thought he settled down in the second half uh, against Minnesota. They won forty-five thirty-one. 31. And you look at Oregon, I mean, Anthony Brown, the Boston College transfer, hadn't really impressed me. And Thibodeau, the stud defensive lineman, is one of the best in the country. He sprained his ankle last week. So even if he does go, I think it'll be limited impact. And I think Ohio State rolls him. That's one of my favorite games. I-,
2: I feel like I should trust you on this because, Vinci, we- we've done this o- only for a couple of weeks, but I don't see you loving two touchdown favorites. In college football, it, it feels like you are more inclined to go underdogs unless you've got a really strong feeling.
23: Yeah, and I think a lot of it just its reading the lines because Vegas does this where, like, if you're a usual guy, and you're just looking at the lines. You're like, oh, man. I mean, you got to like Oregon is ranked number 10, getting 14 and a half. I just think uh, they're doing that, putting it over two touchdowns because they like Ohio State so much. And so I kind of, that's a lot of it, just reading the lines.
2: There you go. Mincy says, read the lines. Man, enjoy your Friday night. Enjoy this uh, opening weekend of the NFL and week two of college football. We appreciate the time, Ben. I
23: will. Thank you all for having me. I look forward to coming on every Friday. And uh, hopefully we'll miss no problems tomorrow with Austin P. And thank you all for your time.
2: That's Ben Mintz from Barstool Sports joining us on the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team Mississippi Farm Bureau. Forky, you whispered in my ear, great band. Who did he say? My morning jacket. I was thinking the same thing. Great band. Buddy, you got to get up like on the times a little bit. Hey, Dad, how do you feel about my morning jacket? Uh, I tend to, I'm a short
3: sleeves kind of guy, so I don't normally wear a jacket.
2: What do I need to know about my morning jacket, Borky? Oh, it's just a really, really solid give me, band. Give me a comp. Give me a comp. Um, a band that I would know.
8: Mm,
3: band of Horses, maybe. I like Band of Horses. So that's okay. I'll give it. A, I'll give it. A, give me a song that I should listen to. Uh, wave on wave. No, that's that's Black Crows. Oh yeah, that's right. That's the Black Crows. I'm gonna find one right now. All right, yeah, just text me. Just text me. Once all there, there there we go. I'll I'll, I'll give new stuff a listen. I'm not. I'm not stuck in my ways. I'm not a fuddy
2: duddy. I'm not a fuddy duddy. You got some fuddy duddy tendencies, appears. Do I? What? What are my fuddy duddy tendencies? I don't know. You don't listen to my morning jacket. I mean, that's the first thing that strikes me. (laughs) Didn't know who they were either. C Spire text line 601-879-4395. That's the number. If you want to be a part of the conversation, you know we'd love to hear from you. If you're a parent, you already know your kids are online for everything. That's why C Spire is providing award-winning parental control from Bark. Free with any C Spire wireless plan. Learn more at cspire.com slash Bark. Again, 601-879-4395. Um... Did you guys see uh, the NC State quarterback room and how they were trying to distract them with cowbells and throwing things at them? Yeah, I I retweeted it, Richard.
4: If you you haven't seen it, you can find it on my Twitter. But yeah, apparently they give their quarterbacks a written test every week. Game planning information, stuff like that. And while the quarterbacks were taking their test, they had... Don't Stop believing! playing out of a speaker. They had a guy constantly blowing a whistle and cowbells, and then another guy was throwing pens at him while they were taking their
2: written test today. Ah, oh, lovely. All the hijinks that go along with getting ready for a college football game. Can't remember, do you guys do a remote from Sanderson Farms golf tournament? Yeah, we're going to be there for a couple of days this year and uh, looking forward to it at the end of September. So I got my uh, hotel confirmation earlier today. So, yes, we will be there and are looking forward to it. More coming up with you, Sports Talk Mississippi.
6: A Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving you glass deeds in Ridgeland and Brandon. They're locally owned and operated with free mobile service in the Tri-County area. Call 601-605-4443. Heavy delay southbound on 49 from just before Industrial Parkway all the way down to Harper. Also seeing heavy delays westbound on the stack on 20 uh, from 55 north out past Gallatin. Elsewhere, things looking pretty good for the drive home. Buckle up and drive safe. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. Proudly serving the Metro since 1946. Call 601-353-5217.
10: Ben Nelson Golf & Outdoor is now offering easy-go units with maintenance-free elite lithium batteries and an unprecedented 8-year warranty with unbeatable energy efficiency. Only at Ben Nelson Golf & Outdoor. Exit 114 in Glykstead or online at binnelson.com.
16: Visit 2 for a free, no obligation estimate.
1: where mississippi comes to talk middays with gerard gibbert weekdays here on super talk mississippi here we go. sports talk mississippi here's more <laughs> super talk Hooray! mississippi Hooray! Hooray!
2: Busy two weeks. Had um, the opening week of college football. This is just from my perspective. I know we've all been busy. I, so I was in Memphis on Saturday night and then Atlanta on Monday. Had TV responsibilities on uh, tomorrow night for, for the Ole Miss game. And so it's just kind of been a blur and has led to very little time In and around the grill over the last couple of weeks. So, we got football tomorrow night, church with the family on Sunday morning. We're going to do Sunday brunch and go to Grit, one of my favorite spots in Taylor. And then just going to kind of ease into Sunday afternoon. And I'm going to light the grill late Sunday afternoon. But I'm open to some advice. I have not yet decided what I want to put on the grill. It is time for a Food Friday brought to you by Polk's Meat. Polk's Meat products available in your local grocery. You know that one of the things that we enjoy more than anything else, not just talking about food and grilling, but actually grilling, going through the preparation, standing over the grill, hanging out with friends, Maybe serving a meal for some other folks as well. You know how much we love it, and we know how much you love it also. We uh, we've been giving out T-shirts as you have sent us your pictures. Maybe you've got a, a tailgate spread you're getting ready for this weekend. Several of you last week told us that dove was going on the grill. Whatever you killed was going to uh, going to end up on your grill. We want to hear all about it. Don't forget, uh, you can get Polk's Meat products at your local grocer, and if you can't find them, find the store manager and tell them that you want Polk's because picky people pick Polk's. We'll give away a couple more Polk's T-shirts, and uh, we will do that by you sending us pictures of what is going on the grill tonight or this weekend. Send them to us for your chance to win a Polk's Meat T-shirt. No buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. So, question number one: Will you guys be grilling this weekend? Is it going to happen?
3: I might more force you to say yes because mine's a no.
2: Uh, no,
4: I will not be. At least, no. At least that's not the plan at the moment. Um, Okay. You know, the Saints start on Sunday, so I'm going to go out and watch Jameis lead the Saints. Uh, but I am going to make a gumbo sometime next week. We are approaching chili season, but we're not quite there yet. Like The weather's yeah. cooling down some. It's really nice, but it's still not chili season. So I'm going to do big old pot of gumbo
3: at some point. Which means pork sausage is going in it, right? Yep, Cajun. Mm. There you go. So when you say chili season, is that chili as in it's chili or chili as in we're eating chili? Eating. Or both. Okay, But both. I mean, they're, they're
4: coinciding with each other. I don't think yeah. you should eat chili unless it is chili outside. It's probably how it got its name.
2: I tend to agree with that. We had that little bit of a cool snap that started last week, and uh, Jane went with a, a big pot of taco soup. And, oh, that's just so good. Just, that is my favorite soup, period. Taco soup with some shredded cheddar, a big old dollop of sour cream and a handful of fritos on top that is that is it that's good eating what no, nothing on sunday for you Hey, dad on the
3: grill i'm i'm in the same boat with Borky here i mean i'm i'm going to be watching the saints so that sort of dives into the time that i would be willing to have my attention divided
2: and and you're not much on just throwing burgers on the grill are you nah nah I'd rather do the burgers
3: in a pan just keep them on the griddle really yeah i like the crust the crust is
2: what makes <laughs> burgers good Hmm. Okay. So I'm open to suggestions. Let's uh, let's group think this. So I don't want something that's necessarily going to be super labor intensive. Burgers are an option. Maybe getting some uh, some salmon and doing that on the grill is an option. Not uh, not opposed to uh, perhaps doing a whole chicken or a couple of whole chickens, like I drunk chicken talking. style? Yeah. Sort of yeah, that's so easy, it's, and it's yeah.
4: so good. I mean, just drink half a beer and stand it up on the beer can, whatever rub you want on the outside, and grab a bunch of herbs and stick it in the top. Okay. Smoke it at 300 or so for however long it takes to get to temperature. It's so simple and so
2: good. Steaks are not entirely out of the question either. Just do some uh, do some fillets, maybe do a ribeye or two on there so Kids love fillets, and those are easy for them. You know, just kind of do like a like a small six or eight ounce bacon wrapped fillet. Those are really easy. Somebody suggested street tacos.
3: That's that that's a little you know you're gonna have to do some work on that though. That's that's a, that's a process. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: Richard, cook your pork sausage and pair it on a cracker with cream cheese and jalapeno pepper jelly. I'm on board with that. I, I do need to. I do need to plan on an appetizer, and I may want to branch out more than just a little bit of a than just a sausage and cheese plate. So that's actually a really good idea.
3: So Malcolm Malcolm Reed had one. Basically, I forget what he called it. I think it was it was a sausage shot or something, but a hunk of smoked sausage, dollop of cream cheese, wrap it in bacon, skewer, a little rub on there, put them on the uh on the grill till they're done. Easy. Okay. Been doing pork chops on the grill
2: in a long time. So underrated is a pork chop. Just a good like inch and a quarter, inch and a half thick pork yeah. chop takes any marinade,
3: takes any rub, any seasoning, any way you want to go with it. There's no side dish it doesn't go with. Pork chops are are the utility player of the grill. Stuff them, too.
2: You can stuff them. Just split them open and stuff them with what? Whatever you want. Cream cheese, bacon, jalapenos. Yeah, man, I did that stuffed uh, pork loin a
4: few weeks ago where I butterflied it. Uh, softened some cream cheese and, and flat covered the entire inside of it with a very thin layer of cream cheese, caramelized onions, did some uh, spinach, and chopped up bacon and re-wrapped it and tied it together and smoked it. Unbelievable.
2: I mean, you can't go wrong. Sounds good. That sounds good. Somebody said pork steaks on the grill glazed with your favorite sauce. Pork
3: steaks, that's, that's another good cut, Yeah. 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 You know, I haven't done it I feel in a like, long time is I
4: feel like you're
19: gonna be
3: heading to LB's when the show is over. Yeah. That's what I'm getting the impression, Richard. Get you some
4: swordfish, of... man. Ooh. You were you're that, that's an off the people love
2: swordfish.
4: Have you had it made the right way? Maybe like, uh, like mistakes. Who so. made it for you? Where was it?
2: Uh I mean I've done it in a restaurant. I just it, swordfish is a little it's a little tougher, a little meatier than I want with a, with a fish. Yeah, you got to
4: have it cooked like a steak. You, you sear it on both sides with the butter, garlic, little olive oil, rosemary, do the double sear, and then pop it in the oven for 10 minutes just like a steak so it eats like one. Yeah. that That's where it's supposed to be made.
2: Yeah, I'm not against the idea of swordfish. That just wouldn't be my go-to. I don't know if I could find good swordfish right now either.
3: But uh, anyway, some lobster tails and blow it out. Uy. I've never cooked lobster.
4: Neither have I, but I, you know. Really? Not like not one time ever. I mean,
2: I've eaten it a gazillion times, know, but just it, never cooked it.
4: It's just really simple, this is why I'm, I'm surprised by it. That's it's, it's a, you know, it's not cheap. You don't just go get lobster tails for five bucks, but it's not that difficult to make.
2: It's not a bad idea. How about this? Texas Twinkies. Sliced oh, yeah. tenderloin. Your choice. Beef, pork. Said he prefers venison with cream cheese wrapped in bacon.
3: I thought the Texas Sounds Twinkie good. was all that stuffed in a jalapeno and wrapped in bacon. Yeah.
2: I don't think... I, part of the deal... I'm going to have to let my uh, my kids vote on this as well, because they love when we cook out. And they're easy to please. I mean, burgers are steak, and they are one hundred percent on board. a little bit of salmon. They're on board with that. So I gotta we gotta do a little uh, family meeting tonight or tomorrow and figure out what's going on the grill on Sunday. But something is going on the grill on Sunday. And I do know that part of that something is going to be the beef smoked sausage from uh, from folks. that That's how it's gonna start. And I'm loving the uh, the cream cheese and jalapeno jelly idea. Maybe do a small sausage and cheese plate for the kids. They don't like the seasoning. I'm not going to season it with seasoning for, for the kids. They would rather just have the sausage and the... Uh... Look, he didn't even crack a smile that time. He didn't even crack a smile. He's just mad because I wasn't in on the original joke, but I've just adopted it. Regardless of the, uh, the route you go, make sure that you include Polk's Food Friday is brought to you by Polk's Meat. No buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. You can visit them online at Polk'smeat.com or again, ask your local grocer. Do you have Polk's? And if they don't say, please get it. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. We'll be right back.
7: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Your finally Friday has sunny skies, high near 87. Tonight, clear skies, low around 62. Your Saturday, sunny skies, high near 89. Sunny conditions for your Sunday, high near 91. And for your Monday, 20% chance of showers, mostly sunny, high near 90 degrees. This weather brought to you by No-Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No-Drip difference is all about. No-Drip Roofing and Construction,
8: online at NoDripMS.com.
6: you back to living
20: your best life. Delta Rice Promotions Incorporated invites you to come enjoy the 31st annual Delta Rice Celebration. On Thursday, September 16th, from 4 until 7 p.m., enjoy rice tasting with dishes provided by local restaurants, music, vendors, and children's activities. This year marks the first year to announce a Delta Rice Queen. So come enjoy the Delta Rice Festival, held on the streets of downtown Marigold in Bolivar County. Admission is free, so there's no tickets, just food and fun. For more information, call 662 84
15: 38362. Gallo here with a word for business owners about direct primary care from TrustCare, Mississippi's Walk-in Health Clinic leader. Direct Primary Care reduces your health care costs for employees by 40%. And they get fast anytime access to their primary care doctor without co-pays, deductibles, or unexpected medical bills, all for under $70 per month. Give it a shot. Call 601-707-3370 or visit TrustCareHealth.com.
12: I'm Stephen Gagliano, you're listening to Supertalk Mississippi News. Businesses with 100 or more employees will have to require them to get vaccinated or tested weekly for COVID-19. That's one of the mandates laid out by the president on Thursday. During an interview with Laura Ingram on Fox last night, Governor Tate Reeves said the president
22: lied. The president and all of his team for months and months have been telling uh, the American people that they would never issue a a vaccine mandate, and and once again, this president has gone back on his word uh, and had done the exact opposite.
12: Reeves said what he heard from Biden is not what you'd expect to hear from an American president.
22: We live in America, and you would expect words like that from the president, maybe of communist China or of North Korea, but you don't expect words like that coming out of the mouth uh, of the president of the United States.
12: The mandate also requires vaccinations for all federal employees and for millions of contractors that do business with the federal government.
1: It's all right here, and when you're away from home, depend on the Supertalk app and supertalk.fm to stay in the know. We're proud to serve our fellow Mississippians. Supertalk Mississippi.
22: Let the broadcasting of the disturbed continue.
1: Sports Talk Mississippi. Supertalk Mississippi.
2: you on this Friday afternoon we've got a lot to accomplish in the last 23 minutes cool touch in both Starkville and Oxford fields being painted this afternoon or today final touches Mississippi State's field the M State logo at midfield with a uh, red, white, and blue American flag touch on it. Really, really cool. Kind of in the upper left-hand corner, you got the stars and then the stripes across the uh, M-State logo. Same thing for the script old Miss, the 50-yard line. They've got the red, white, and blue kind of painted into it as opposed to the red trimmed in white. So really nice touches. And you're going to see those all over college football tomorrow on the 20th anniversary of the September 11th attacks. They also had the, uh, the flight numbers uh, in white on maroon, kind of around the perimeter of the field in, uh, in Starkville as well. It's a really cool touch on uh, uh, both schools' football fields that we will see with night games tomorrow night. It has been far too long since Michael Borkey has asked two very simple questions.
4: Yeah, um, we put it on hold last week because I forgot that we did this, but it is back. For week two, we're going to spare the audience the questions about Austin P. Because if Ole Miss has to do something to beat Austin P that is out of showing up, then they've got real problems that we'll discuss on Monday. So we'll put that aside and talk about just Mississippi State and NC State. Mississippi State, the Bulldogs absolutely have to do what if they want to beat NC State tomorrow in Starkville?
3: They have to run the football just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. 14 carries last week for running backs. Make it 20. Give me six more carries. Six more carries, if they can get six yards a carry. We're talking 120 yards rushing. You add that with what they should get in passing, which is around 300 to maybe if they can get 350. I mean, now we're getting close to 500 yards of offense. That's, that's a good day at the ballpark. That, sh- that, that would be enough to win if they can run the ball that effectively. Is six
2: yards a carry a big ask? I
3: mean, that's what they got last week. If, I don't know. I don't know if it's a big ask or not. I like Marks. I think Marks was the most improved guy from a year ago. He looked really, really good. Ran with some power. Uh, but still, still showed the speed and the explosiveness. Um, needs, he, needs, he needs more touches. He needs more touches.
2: I'm going with Mississippi State's got to be better on the offensive line. Oh, I thought that went without saying. I'm sorry, I I would have said that. Yes. Well, no, it does. But I mean, what's the one thing they absolutely have to do if they are going to win against NC State tomorrow? They got to block. They got to block three defensive linemen, or four defensive linemen, or two defensive linemen and two linebackers, or whatever combination it is. I'm not asking for a perfect game from Mississippi State's offensive line. It don't have to be perfect, but you got to give Will Rogers a chance. Allow him to get into a rhythm. Allow him to have some time to throw the ball and take some shots down the field. Don't get to a spot where Will Rogers is hearing footsteps and he's not able to get his feet set and he feels like he's got to throw uh, off plane or on tilt constantly. you got to protect your quarterback and give him a chance. And if you're able to do that, then it's going to help those other things. If Mississippi State does decide to run it 20 times in the game, if you're able to block on passing plays and have some success throwing the football, then that should make it a little bit easier to run. you got a little bit more time, you should have more success throwing the ball and getting into a rhythm offensively and moving the chains and making that offense do what it is supposed to do, Mississippi State's offensive line has to be better. They've got to block. So, that's what I think Mississippi State absolutely must do to win. Forky? Yeah, it's a
4: lines-of-scrimmage game, no doubt. I mean, most football games, the vast majority, the better team up front will generally win the game, but Mississippi State's front six has to be better as well. I mean... There's one way to let a guy like Leary beat you, although uh, he has watched more NC State football than I. We had a guest earlier this week that said that he was an NFL quarterback. Maybe he is. When I watch him play, I don't see guy that's going to be starting in the NFL next year. I see a quarterback that's certainly not bad, pretty good, he's a good college quarterback. He's not the best that Mississippi State will see this year, not even close, but one way that he can beat you is if his running game is going. If Mississippi State has to stack the box and stop Zonovan Knight, then he will. He's good enough and competent enough to beat you over the top. So they have to be better in the front six and control the line of scrimmage better than they did last week because if they have to start stacking the box to stop Knight, Leary is good enough to beat you. He's better than what you saw last week as well at the quarterback position. Uh, he's competent. Not the best, Ooh, but he's competent. an Austin Kendall fan? They're going to see better tomorrow. <laughs> no doubt about that. So they've got to be better up front. They've got to stop the running game because if if the front six can't do that, then Leary can beat you. But if you're stopping the run and you force the ball into his hands, I like your chances better than the alternative. Okay. What can they absolutely not do
3: if they want to win the game tomorrow? Uh, They can't give up 7.3 yards per carry, which is what NC State got on South Florida last week. They've got to be. I I think you have to make them one dimensional. And I I agree with you about Leary, good but not great. You got to you got to limit that running game. Uh, Last week I thought Arnett, of all people, had a. And I'm not one of these, you know, they were holding back for kind of people, but that they were very vanilla defensively, and didn't put a lot of pressure on Austin Kendall. Uh, didn't have a lot of exotic blitzes or, or a lot of blitzes in general, so I, I expect to see a different looking defense, and they're going to have to play close to the line of scrimmage. Tell Forbes and Emerson, hey, it's, it's you're going to have to do your job uh, and stop because stopping the run, I think, is going to be the first and foremost thing for Mississippi State this weekend.
2: I'm going to take a page from last week's book, and I know the I, I know how it turned out. Mississippi State absolutely cannot dig itself into a big hole that they then have to try to climb out of in the fourth quarter. Obviously, last week they were able to do that. The final, what, 13 minutes of the game, three touchdowns from down 20 to in front by a point, and they're able to uh, to hold off Louisiana Tech at the end. NC State is a better football team, significantly better football team than Louisiana Tech. Do I think NC State's Alabama? No, of course not. Do I think they're Georgia, Clemson? Of course not. But they are a good enough football team that if they've got a two-score lead or a three-score lead in the football game, the odds are they're not going to cough that lead up because they've got a good running game, they've got an experienced quarterback, they've got a pretty decent defense. And so Mississippi State absolutely cannot dig itself into a hole and allow the scoreboard to show, you know, a 10, 14, 17-point deficit. It's going to be really hard to come back from that if they want to win. If State's down
3: 17 going into the third, they're going to finish down 30. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Penalties.
4: Penalties were Um, bad last week. I mean... You can't climb out of a hole against anybody if you continue to commit penalties the way they did last week. That's got to get cleaned up, and that's got to get cleaned up tomorrow.
2: All right. There you go. Hey, let me. we're not going to go into great detail, but let me give you a couple of nuggets about Austin P. Ole Miss. They beat Chattanooga 30-20 to in the opener. That was a good win for them. They are ranked in the top 25 of the FCS poll. Uh, Had a good win back in the spring over Southeast Missouri State, and that's Bobby Petrino's team. And they're going to play really, really fast. Scotty Walden's identity offensively is to play fast. Draylon Ellis is the quarterback for Austin Peay. He threw for 326 yards and four touchdowns in their opener against Chattanooga. He did throw two interceptions in the game fairly mobile, but a different type mobile than Malik Cunningham. Uh, Malik Cunningham, it felt like, was scrambling to get out to a spot where he could run. When Draylon Ellis scrambles, it's to get outside to try and find a way to throw it, though he can hurt you a little bit with his feet. They had a 100-yard rusher last week in Ahmad Tanner. I don't anticipate the running game being a significant hurdle that Ole Miss has got to uh, got to hurt. Uh, has to deal with. And then Benico Harley is the leading receiver for Austin P. He had six catches for 132 yards and a touchdown, including a 48 yard reception in the game. He's a big, physical, thick receiver. Again, look, Ole Miss outmatches Austin P. physically and athletically at every single position on the field. But in talking to the oldest coaches kind of getting ready for this ball game, they were very complimentary of Scotty Walden and the scheme that he runs. And it's not just because it's tempo, it's about a guy that understands how to put his players in positions to make plays and to have success. Is Austin Peay going to win this game? Probably not. They're going to come in and they're going to throw their best punch, and Ole Miss has got to be ready for it. I think Ole Miss really going to focus on playing a clean game and trying to make a statement in their home opener. We will wrap up the week with you when we come back. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm.
6: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving you, glass deeds in Ridgeland and Brandon, they're locally owned and operated with free mobile service in the Tri-County area. Call 601-605-4443. Look for delays down through the waterworks on 55 southbound all the way down to the stack and continues on heavy congestion eastbound over to 49. Also heavy congestion westbound on 20 from 49 to Gallatin. Elsewhere, things looking fairly decent for the drive home. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. Call them at 601-353-5217.
10: Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? Quit wasting your time and get to Richland Mitsubishi. We are your pre-owned headquarters. Yep, you heard that right.
20: We've got an amazing selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and more all waiting for you. With such a huge selection of pre-owned vehicles, we're sure to have something for every buyer and every budget. Looking for a truck or Jeep? We have them. In two-wheel drive, four-by-four, diesel, every brand, every size, lifted and customized, we've got them. And don't forget about our amazing selection of Jeeps. We have Wranglers, Unlimited, Hard Tops, Soft Tops, Lifted, and Kitted Jeeps for you to choose from. Plus, get a free 40-inch TV on us. Worried about past credit issues? Don't be. Our credit specialists work hard to get you approved, no matter your past credit history. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Want to trade? Bring in your current vehicle, and we'll give you the best possible price for it, even if you don't buy a new one from us. What are you waiting for? Get to your free-owned HQ. Ridgeland Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896-9600 today or visit ridgelandmitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. See dealer for details with approved
7: credit.
13: Mississippians are dying each day as a result of COVID-19. And if you're not vaccinated, you're at risk. I'm Rebecca Turner. I'm vaccinated because I want to set a great example for my children and also keep them safe. If you want to save lives and also get back to normal, get vaccinated. We know the vaccine is safe and it works, but only if you get it. You can find a COVID vaccine near you by going to vaccines.gov. This message is brought to you by Supertalk Mississippi Media.
15: Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning six to nine. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all
1: right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven point three. It's big. Brace yourself. Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi teams with live reports from the games and practices on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: up the week as we think toward Monday. We'll have a full weekend review, all the news and notes and nuggets and reaction from Mississippi State, NC State, whatever there is to talk about, from Ole Miss, Austin P, plus the rest of the college football landscape, and Full week one in the NFL, so all of that will be coming your way on Monday. And of course, as you're watching the games this weekend, be thinking about who deserves to be in the winners and losers category, because you know that's coming your way on Monday as well. But we need to make some picks. Last week, I went two and zero. Hey, Dad went one and one. And for some reason, Michael Borky only gave one pick. Yeah, you talked over my second pick, so I never got to get it out there. Upon further, get, so you're. So
4: you're 0-1. I am 0-1 upon further all review. Right. What was the second right. pick? I don't even remember, but I had it written down in the studio, and I looked for it during it the break, and, and I cannot find and it.
2: I will be silent as you give us your
4: picks. Uh, so three, got to make up one. Ohio State minus the 14 hosting Oregon. Pittsburgh going to take them as a road favorite in Knoxville. Love it. Minus three. And then Texas also, road favorite, minus seven in Fayetteville. Very good. Hook him, he says. Do you see the, the picture of the guy's yard in Little Rock? He, he's up no. on a little hill. It's just a small, like, typical house on a small hill in a neighborhood in Little Rock. And cut into his grass, the horns down. Ooh. It's very well done. Good for him. 15-yard penalty, too. Also, an extra $250 for the Homeowners Association this yes. month.
3: His HOA is going <laughs> to spot the ball there. Hey, Dad, you owe me two picks. What have you got? We're going to take Liberty, a four-point point, four point uh, favorite on the road at Troy. What am I missing here? Liberty is good. Troy, eh, not so much. So that's that's, that's pretty easy pick for me. And then something something's off with this line. I don't get it. I don't know what it is. I'm just going to go with what my eyes tell me. I'm going to take NC State and and I'll give a point to Mississippi State. I think I, my my prediction on thunder and lightning was NC State 28-20. I think they win this game by at least a touchdown. So, That's give me uh give me NC's low State. scoring. I think it will be State's good defensively. NC State's okay defensively. I just don't trust State's offense to put up a ton of points.
2: Okay.
3: So 28 20 North Carolina State, take the Wolfpack and uh, you can give state that point.
2: I'm going to go to the SEC East, Kentucky hosting Missouri. This is a matchup that I've been kind of intrigued with all week long. Uh, I guess after one week, count me on the Will Levis train with his four touchdown passes. Chris Rodriguez is a good running back for Kentucky. I like their defense, and I really like their offensive line. Kentucky gets a little revenge over the Missouri Tigers to start the year out two and zero. Kentucky minus five. Are we are we allowed to pick the same game? Yeah, sure. Is that okay? I'm I'm on the Texas train also. I I, I think Texas is good. Hudson Card. I, my gut is that this is going to be a close game for a while that the atmosphere is going to matter. But at some point, talent is going to take over. And Texas, despite the whole we're back and people poking fun at them and whatever, is a more talented roster with a really, really good play caller. I think Hudson Card uh, will be okay. I think Texas will lean on Bijan Robinson when it is all said and done. I will take Texas laying the seven points on the road as a favorite, so i got Texas minus 7 and Kentucky minus 5. Those are my two. So you got to keep up All with right. your own picks. And yeah. uh, we will see how it... Well, that's uh, not that uh, difficult. It's only two games. And Borky, I know you've got three.
3: Maybe you want to write them down. I don't know. Well, it got them in the show archive this time. Okay. Okay.
2: There you go. I felt some anger from Borky. That's every day. That's fine. Somebody's got to bring a
3: little energy. The French are an angry people. <laughs> See, I don't
4: know how I have gotten the title like that I'm French when I said the Cowboys are France. Me, not don't Cowboys don't, fan. I don't know how these things work.
3: It's just it's just organic. It just happens this way.
4: Now you're French. Congrats. They're losers. They lost again last night because that's what they do.
2: Michel okay They won 4-1. Oh, they won big. Okay, huh.
4: good. Yeah, it was an important win. I mean, finally got the old three points got up. hurt though. Thanks. Yeah, he'll be okay in, in a couple weeks. He'll be back for the October games for sure, but we learned that John Brooks and Josh Sargent should not be uh, Brooks is a step slow. He's getting older. And Sargent's not physical enough for CONCACAF calf play. Okay.
2: And mm-hmm. made some not adjustments there this weekend though. And, not there and like for Aston Villa. That's and, what I care
4: about. Yeah, who cares?
2: I Three night games tomorrow night in the Magnolia State, Southern Miss, and Grambling Mississippi State and NC State, Ole Miss, and Austin P. A boatload of high school football coming your way tonight on Super Talk Mississippi. The scoreboard preview show is coming up next. Don't forget tonight, the Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance Company scoreboard show It started at 10 o'clock. For Brian Haydad and Michael Borquet, I'm Richard Cross. Thanks for joining us. Have a great weekend. Be my friends. So